Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your boy, John Osdor with Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go back at you with my boys again this week, man. Vlad and Barry, what's good, yo? Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? What's hey, good, what's Vlad? Up? <laughs> what up, Vlad? Welcome <laughs> back, boy. Welcome back, man. It's been two weeks. Been two guys. weeks, now, for real. Miss spotting. Excited <laughs> to be back. We're excited to have you back. Right, you absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, excited as always for another great and uh, fun episode that we're about to have. I know it's going to be a lot of energy today, you know, with Vlad, you know, back and our special guest coming on pretty soon. So I'm definitely looking forward to having some fun with uh, you guys today and, you know, and doing what we do. So we are on to episode 59, fellas. 59. Um, I'm going to say uh, London Fletcher. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, yes. I love, like that. One one of the uh, you know most underrated linebackers in the league. Uh, interesting stat that I looked up was that he had for pretty much his whole career a hundred plus tackles every single every single season. season. Yep. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. The machine. Like, yeah. Right, right. And like goes to show you how durable he was, and those guys get banged up all the time because you know they're the ones that are doing the hard hitting and taking the most contact. You know, with the, and he's not even know, that big. Exactly right. He, he wasn't was like the biggest linebacker. Like he was just everywhere, though. You know, and played with yeah. technique and you know precision, man. Right. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely, uh, dude was a beast, and you know, one of the best uh, linebackers to to play the game without question. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I have is Jack Ham. Uh, Jack Ham. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Played for the Steelers uh, alongside uh, LeBert, who we think we talked about recently. Uh, mm-hmm. The podcast won four Super Bowls and was Defensive Player of the Year in uh, 1975. Uh, another one that I, I don't know if you guys remember this person, but uh, Roosevelt Colvin. Roosevelt Colvin. Then um, Gary Guyton wear the same yes, jersey, that's another too. one. Yes. Yes, yes. He was I like that guy. Too. I like him. Yeah, I, I liked him. He, you he guys like Gary Guyton? Well. Yo, he had some hustle to him. He wasn't like the best or anything, but like the guy who right, played right, hard. He played, you know what I mean? He did, right, right. He played he, hard. He was gritty. He was scrappy. Right, mm-hmm. right. No, no. That's and what I liked. He was a hard worker. I remember it was one of those years. We won't. It was like you know during the the ten year we didn't win a Super Bowl. Oh, the year one of the year that we sucked. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the years that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. One of the years we sucked. <laughs> we really sucked. Uh, you know? No, you ain't lying though. That's no, fine. it's not. Because um, that was that was the the season that um Teddy Buski retired um, mm. before the. Oh yeah, before, right, before right. The beginning yeah. of the season, and we got smoked by Ray Rice first game of the. <laughs> oh yeah, first game of the. Oh play. yeah, man. That's a I good memory, that. man. That's a good that memory. That is right. a good memory. Shoot, mm-hmm. I didn't even remember that. I, I always remember Gary Guyton because um, Bill Belichick was talking about him. Like, the team was in the, the film room, and he was like, yo, y'all got to be excited about what y'all doing. Yeah. Y'all got to play with excitement and have fun out there. Look at this tackle. Gary Guyton made, like, this crazy tackle. Nobody's rushing to him to congratulate him on making such a great tackle. So <laughs> I was, <laughs> He's like, y'all got to be excited and be into the game, you know, that you have right, to have fun. Show some emotion, right, right. Exactly. 
Um, so I always remember him for that, and and he, he did have a good amount. One more, you got any more? Um, well, that was it. Dang, four fifty nine. I mm-hmm. think uh, the, I don't know if you know this linebacker, Danny Trevathan. Yes, he played so for the Broncos. Broncos, mm-hmm. and, I and then he the, plays the for the, um, the Bears now. Yes, yep, they yep. traded him. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They traded him last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he so was... he's been a pretty solid linebacker in, in the league. Right, right. And he's been playing for a while, but definitely a, a good player and, you know, and good at his role and what he does. Notable guy, man. So, under yeah, absolutely. 59, the London Fletcher episode. Um, yes, yes. And, you know, before we start the show, just please make sure you're following us on social media in this platform right here. So we're on Instagram, uh, that's profans underscore sports. We're on twitter.com slash profansports. So that's at profansports. We're on facebook.com slash profansports. And of course, the youtube.com slash profansports. Make sure you subscribe because most people actually don't. About 88% of people don't. So make sure you're doing that right now because that helps out the channel. That's all. We're going to be hitting up on the NFL, man. We um, see your shit, Barry. We see your <laughs> I'm glad someone noticed that. I'm I didn't even notice that. that. This guy was screaming. He was screaming for attention. I didn't even notice that. Since we got on the bar. Is that, oh, is that Brady? Like, yeah, oh, let me Brady. It. It's the Brady drunk shirt. Oh, yeah. the Brady drunk When he was shirt. drunk at the parade. Yeah. We're living that B-Money lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yes, yes. Shout out to Tom Brady. He was definitely living that B-Money lifestyle to the fullest at the parade. Uh, you know, last like, year. Well, yeah, in February, so yeah, you no, make that, money I, off of anything, right? You know? For real, for real. Slap yeah, that but, on a shirt, sell that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, like, yeah. It's easy bread and easy bag, right there. America, man. man. I, I know we could even do it, but I know. Oh, actually, we do. We do have our own shirts. It's pro fans. We do. Vlad yeah, got a yeah. sweatshirt on right now. Right, so right. People, He's repping. Yes, right. Sir. If people actually want to get. You know, uh, a sweater, a shirt, man. You can even get a clock, your bed sheets, your shower curtains, dog. Go to RedBubble.com/people/profansports. Yes. RedBubble.com/people/profansports, yes. and you can get some merch and help us out like that as well. But like I was saying, man, we're gonna get into the NFL. You know, NFL draft. Uh, Patriots recap. We're gonna get into the NBA. What's going on over there? Some guys are coming back. Um, get into the Celtics. And then we'll talk about the Red Sox a little bit, the uh, the Bruins, and then I believe we got some B money lifestyle people. So we'll get into that as well. Yeah, first, absolutely. Of course, man. You know, it's the biggest week in the NFL so far this year. You know, um, right. The next, of the off yes, of the off season. You know, outside of you know training camps, rookie mini camps. Out, outside of that, this is like the biggest thing that that happens. Uh, NFL draft, and I think we had a really good, interesting draft this year. What y'all think? Well, the draft itself, um, where it was located, it was in Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a nice setup outside. I was watching, and I was like, yo, how much cost? That's like millions of dollars. In the yeah. Oh, yeah. It was that production. Yeah, it was a really oh, yeah, man. It but is. It is. The, only, the only thing I, th- I thought it was corny that they had the, um, the um, commissioner's chair from last year. Yeah, yeah, with the oh, fans. From his basement last year. Yeah, yeah, like, right, right. I, I didn't yeah, that was that. whack. I don't know. Who, who wants to sit on your chair, man? Yeah, for what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> for what? That's, that part was corny, but besides that, I thought it was cool. Um, that thing looked beat up. Yeah. Right, I'm <laughs> like, sure. For real. You couldn't you get you a, a new chair, bro? <laughs> with all the money you make, you couldn't get you a better looking chair than that? For real. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it was it was cool. It was I mean, I'm always excited for the draft. I always love to watch at least the first round. I mean, that was exciting. Specifically for Patriots fans, I think this is one of the most important drafts we've seen in a long, long time. They drafted Jubilee. The most consequential draft yes, since we're gonna have. Since they know, drafted Jubilee. So, right. Um so yep, yep. it was really exciting. Yeah, no, I, I like this, you know, year's draft. Uh, you know, it was pretty interesting, you know, particularly that first round. Uh, they had, you know, some exciting moments and picks, uh, you know, in the draft with, you know, with, you know, the surprise at number three. Uh, and then, you know, the Bears trading up to get a quarterback in, in Justin Fields. Um, you know, that was definitely, you know, surprising. They moved all the way up from 20 to 11 in order to do that. Uh, and, you know, yeah. and the, the different, you know, things that happened and also seeing the moments with, you know, the, you know, players and, their families uh, and, you know, the players, act, you know, uh, you know, congratulating each other that played, you know, with each other in college uh, was, you know, pretty cool. Also seeing, you know, the fans back there uh, yeah, that was, was pretty, pretty cool, cool as mm -hmm. well. And it kind of reminded me of uh, when I actually went to the NFL draft in 2018 and uh, when it was in Dallas, Texas at Cowboys Stadium, uh, they had like a similar setup uh, where they had like an outside setup and, and also an inside um, setup too Let um, me ask you as well. Let me ask you a question. Um, how much did it cost to attend the draft? Uh, so it was actually, you had to like get a, um, like a pass. You had to, you know, like ahead of time, you, you had to, you know, go on, sign up online go, or something. Yeah, sign up online on like the NFL website and, um, you know, but and, it's, and not, get it. it's not guaranteed. Right, right. Exactly. It's like a first come, first serve. Thing. Right, 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 right. Like, and there's a standing like room, and believe me, that line is long. Like, we had to wait for a while. Luckily, we got there, you know, with all the time that we did. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't be able to, you know, get into the draft. So, you know, I'm, you know, fortunate that I was able to get that experience. But uh, yeah, no, it's a great atmosphere and great, greater environment to to be in. If was, you know, you're a big football fan. Was that first round? Uh, yeah. So when I went, yes, I was, I just went for the first round. Who um, did the Patriots draft that year? So it's funny because they actually had two draft picks that year. They had um guy in Sony Michelle and Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn. Win. Oh, right, cool. right. That was the year when we, you know, lost to Philly and then, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl. Got it. And, and stuff. So, yeah, the, 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 that was a pretty cool moment and stuff. But, no, I, definitely the draft was, uh, it was awesome and was fun to watch. I actually enjoyed that. And, you know, it wasn't boring like, you know, most drafts are. So. I'm glad that uh you know that 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 the draft was back in, you know and there was much more energy with this yeah. uh, year's draft. I mean, we were on the live, you know, um close to the Patriots pick. Um mm -hmm. so a lot of people actually tuned in on that and watched and was asking crazy questions on there. Uh, we had to shut some guys down so pro fans on sports on Instagram get that. But for me, it, it definitely was um was a different feel. I like the fact that they had, you know, the in person and the virtual portion of it, you know, guys that are at home with the families and the reactions and stuff. Um, I really love uh them bringing in like family members and um people that were close to the draft picks that talked a little bit about the draft picks, you know, kind of like um, Devonta Smith, like his barber came on and, and spoke about how proud he was because he, he's actually the one that like trained him and took him to the camps and all that stuff. Um, that was like a little added dimension that I really liked there. Um, it, it was just an exciting draft, especially with all the quarterbacks that were in the first round, you know, we haven't seen that you know, in a really long time. And it was just a uh, very, very, very exciting, man. It was a good production. Like Vlad was saying, that thing cost a lot of money, man. And 
Sure um, does. Only thing was, I was I was really annoyed with all the teams taking you know eight minutes to actually call out the damn picks. They you know, took especially longer than like, that, John. It yes. was even longer than that. It was mm -hmm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Y'all was annoyed by that. Yo, listen. Yes. Pick number one. Who's the pick? We've known the pick for like the a year, year now. I, I knew that was gonna happen. It happens every year. You're gonna every wait. single you're year, gonna, bro. But I, For yeah, real. I think it's, I think it's a play. You're gonna wait till I don't know, maybe like there's a minute and a half left, just in case a team calls you and tells you something crazy. Yeah, but I don't think yeah, the Jaguars are gonna should trade. Know bro, I know. <laughs> no, you, that, it's not, it's not like you don't. You you, you you should already know what's gonna be like. That's too late for that. No, no, that's no. That's not what minute. I said though. I didn't say you don't know who you're picking. You're just waiting to see if any team is gonna just blow you out of the water. You're only just, only you thing, just have to. Only thing I, I could imagine is if the Packers called, you know, exactly, and they say, like, "Yo, well, we'll give you Aaron Rodgers right now." You know what I mean? And, and you know, you two first round picks <laughs> if you give us. <laughs> you, change, you change. You change your mind, right? If that happens, you change your mind. That's the only scenario I could that, ever and, see. And that's why like they that. that's why they wait. They wait just in case a team is gonna do something crazy. Yeah, it, but that really ever happens so though. Annoying, that, that, that's that's but very rare and seldom for that to happen. I agree, but I think it's a rule. You just like, no, let's I know we know what we're picking, I know we know what we're doing, but let's just wait. We have the time, let's not hurry. Bro, I didn't mind. Was... I, I knew I've I've been I've watched other NFL drafts before and I knew that was gonna happen. So I had something else in the background while I was watching the draft. Plus, it's like, yo, dudes are getting old, man. It's getting late. I'm trying to get to bed. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, the first I, definitely, round. I definitely fell asleep after the Patriots pick. I'm oh, not lying. Man. Oh, I'm bro. not lying. We, we were on the line, I was, bro. I was good the whole nah, way. I, 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 was, I was straight. I didn't sleep, you know, or feel sleepy and tired at all. I, 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 was, I was straight. Listen. I was up and wide awake the whole time. I was in sleep. For yourselves on that. I was in sleep, but the draft started at eight o'clock. There's no reason the draft should be ending at midnight or after midnight. That that's ridiculous. Well, that's how long it's televised for, John. No, they're, I know. Blocked off that time. It's crazy. And I'm and like, they, you know, they want to use up every single minute of you know that time to do to, draft to, coverage. You know, and to get that money. That's that's what. It Absolutely, is. to that's get to the is. bags. Yep, definitely. For sure. You know. But um, let, let's talk about some of the draft picks, though. I mean, um, so the draft went like this. The first few picks, uh, Jacksonville uh, Jaguars, of course, picked Trevor Lawrence, uh, QB out of Clemson. The New York Jets picked Zach Wilson, a QB out of BYU, San Francisco, which was, um, I think, everybody's surprise, right? Because they've been talking about Mac Jones for the last, like, two months, it feels like. And they went out and they picked up Trey Lance um, from Nebraska State University. Is that where he's from? NDS? No, I think um, it's North Dakota. North I think Dakota? It's the same school as at Carson Wentz. It's yeah. the abbreviation there, so I'm like, is that Nebraska? Wait, yeah, no, that's, that's North that Dakota. Should be NDS. Yeah. Um, Atlanta right, Falcons. Right, I know. Shows Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I, I thought that was. It. But let, let's go back to to the Trey Lance. All right, we've been this thing's been beat up in our heads that they're gonna pick Mac just right. Like, what were you react? What you was your reaction? So, I don't. I, I mean, don't think. I don't think they revealed that. I don't, I don't agree with. No, that. no, no. They've been projecting Mac Jones to go number three. So we were all surprised because they picked Trey Lance because we all we we all thought it was gonna be like Mac Jones. Or Justin Fields. But it wasn't a given, though. It was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, 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 what I'm but, saying is, you know, every outlet was, like, projecting Mac Jones to go number three. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. um, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And um, when they picked Trey Lance, like, what was your reaction 
Um, and how'd you feel about it? I wasn't too surprised. I mean, I, like to me, I just I don't pay too much attention to the mug drafts. Um, it's I, I usually just know what's gonna go first, second, maybe, um, and what's gonna go top ten. Um, but I just knew what it's the draft to me to crash it. You know what I mean? So there are, there's very few quarterbacks that are sure. You know what I mean? So you're gonna. I think every team, if you have, if you need a quarterback and you have the opportunity to grab a quarterback, you're gonna try to grab. You know what I mean? If we go back to the Jimmy Swinston, Marcus Mariota draft, both of those guys are not studying in the league anymore. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like your guys are gonna be hyped up. Teams yeah. are gonna feel hopeful. They're gonna pick a quarterback. So mm-hmm. to me, I was like, okay, that's what that's what they liked. I I wasn't even like I I, I didn't I wasn't aware that they wanted to pick Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit surprised by you know by, by the pick, but not too surprised because like the more that I thought about it the, the more that you know I was thinking that they were actually going to go with you know Trey Lentz than you know Mac Jones because they traded you know all the way from 12 until three you know and I think you know when you make that move you want to you know what I'm saying get a guy that you're you know 100% sure about and that you really you know and, and then that and that's someone that you really want and I Are think they that they wanted sure? uh I think they, you know, they've always really been interested more in Trey Lynch than. Um, Are they hundred you know, sure though? Then, because yes, I was listening to John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan speak, and the way they were speaking about Trey Lynch, you know, when they drafted him, they were, you know, speaking as if that was their guy the whole time, as if that was the one that they wanted to draft and wanted to get, uh, you know, pretty much ever since they saw him at his pro day, and you know, and connected you know, with him, um, you know, on, on the Zoom calls and, and, and stuff. So I think that's, you know, they, 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 it was secretly hidden because those were the only two guys that knew that, you know, the 49ers were going to draft, um, you know, Trey Lance. But I think in, in the end, the 49ers got, you know, moved up to get their guy. And, um, you know, and when, when you trade up from 12 to 3, you got to know who you're picking and have an idea of, you know, the person that you want. You got to be pretty sure uh, you know, who, you know what I'm saying, you're moving up to get. You don't just make that move just to make it. You, you know what I'm saying, you got to, you know, know, know what you're doing and know who you're picking, you know, with, with that pick. And I think the 49ers, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, man. Um, I definitely was surprised because I do pay attention to mock draft and I do pay attention to saying in their press conference. And for me, like, um, you know, the San Francisco 49ers were going to Mac Jones at number, you know, because of everything that was going around with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, how Mike, what's his name? Um, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan. Shanahan, um, how unsure he was during the press conference. They, they asked that guy, you know, is, is Garoppolo going to be the starter, you know, starting the season? And he's like, you know, people could die on Sunday. I don't know what, yeah, I don't, like, guaranteed to be here on, on <laughs> like, Sunday, right? Wait, <laughs> did you just say Garoppolo could die on Sunday? Like, you, you can't predict that? Like, that, that he, shit was he funny said, well, to me. We're not predicted to be here until Sunday. Right, right. right. That, that was know, an absurd so, answer. That was ridiculous. That was really weird. And, you know, every every analyst in the draft was talking about how Mac Jones was pro-ready quarterback right now, how he had the smarts, how, you know, if you look at all the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has had in his system, they're pretty much like, you know, um, Mac Jones. You know, so that I feel like that's why the draft analyst, um, his name Mel Kuyper, Mike Mayock, and all that Tom had McShay, him. All those Tom guys. McShay, they had him at like number three, even though they were making arguments that Justin Fields w- was like the second best quarterback. They all made arguments why Mac Jones picked that number. It was mm-hmm. pretty convincing. 
So I definitely um was like anxious for number three. I'm like, see if they messed, you know, because right, I right. like, are you really gonna pick Mac Jones right here? That that's crazy. And um, I mean, when they picked Trey Lance, I thought he was like the third likeliest. I thought it was gonna be between uh, Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and ended up being Trey Lance. So I was, the draft got exciting after that. Yeah, that's you when know? it started. It, right, it right. really got exciting after that. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, and people just started sliding um, down the board and uh, it was kind of like a race, you know, because we're in New England. We're looking at pick 15 and we still got two top five, top five QBs on the board, you know. So you're like, yo, we could really get Justin Fields, you know what I'm saying? And then um, things happened in the draft. It definitely got exciting after that, and I was excited. Um, so that was that was for number three, Trey Lance, the 49ers. Falcons picked Kyle Pitts, another another team I thought could have picked a quarterback, but I thought they did the right thing by bringing Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I don't agree with that um that pick taking that Kyle Pitts at, at four with the Falcons. Yeah, Why not? I, I, I didn't I didn't like. I, I just thought they had they had bigger and more important needs on the roster than tight end. Like yeah, Kyle Pitts is a great player, and you know it's gonna definitely yeah. help them and contribute. But I think there's much more important. You know, you thought that they should have went cornerback, huh? You thought huh? they should have went cornerback, huh? Either defense or, you know, or, or even get a quarterback or even, you know what I'm saying, show up that offensive line since we're having issues with the offensive line. Like, there's multiple directions they could have gone that then at tight end. And taking a tight end at four, I feel like it's just too high, uh, particularly when you have a weak uh, roster like the Falcons do. It. It's, it's not a very good team, and there's a lot of things that, you know, they should have done that were going to help their team more than get a tight end, even though Kyle Pitts will help them. But I just hey, don't really know how much it will it, be. I agree with Barry. Um, I, that, that's the first pick that actually surprised me. Um, mm-hmm. When I heard Kyle Pitts tied in, I was like, tied in number four? Right. That's like, if I'm picking a tight end number four, you better be Wob Gronkowski too. Like you better Good be no, for real. Like you better be like I remember the last. I mean the last time I remember um, a team picked a tight end was Detroit drafting um, Eric Ebon. They drafted him um, number um, tenth tenth pick, I believe, something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we all know how Eric Ebon turned out. And he was supposed to be this great tight end. He was going to change the game. And <laughs> We don't even know what team Eric Ebon plays on now. He plays the for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, he's, no, he's, he's on the Steelers now. Yeah, yeah, he he's was on, with the Colts. That's like he's yeah, right, right. fifth team or something. Like this dude, yeah, he, we don't even, he can even man. catch. Yep. I'm not saying that's what Kyle Pitts is gonna turn out. I'm just saying like drafting a tight end that high, like you better change my organization. You better change the way we do things. Right, like, change the culture. Just, yeah, and also. We've seen what the Falcons need. It's defense. They were winning. Exactly. They were winning against the Bucks twenty-one zero. Um, this um during the last season, and they yep. lost that game twenty um thirty twenty-eight or something. Um, you yeah, know what right, I mean? right. And tight end? Are you kidding me? The the Falcons will suck forever. Like the Falcons I, always be the Falcons. Yeah, I I mean they had one hey, chance of winning. They have football. a good offense about it. They had a <laughs> chance of winning a Super Bowl. They fucked it up, and I don't think they'll ever. Recover from that yeah. for real, straight up. Okay. That was my, that was like my most surprising pick. Seriously, like I was yeah, like, no, me too, me too. That's one of the I was like, picks I, I didn't like in this draft. Mm-hmm. I know Kyle is regarded as one of the, the top generational talent. They say. Yeah, no, but... I, I, I like the player. I just don't like yeah. the pick. That, yeah, that's exactly. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I know, with all due respect to Kyle Pitts, he can ball. I'm oh, not yeah. saying he can't ball. Sure. Yeah. He can definitely ball, man. So that was that was the number four pick for Atlanta. Uh, and then Cincinnati went Jamar Chase. I thought was surprising as well. Um, because you know, Joe Burrow got folded up last year. So I'm like, y'all gotta fix the line, bro. For real, seriously. I'm like, what? Right, why would you do that? Block. 
I mean, I get why they did that because that's Joe Burrow's former teammates. But you, your your receivers are not terrible. You yeah, know what I'm, I'm saying? If I'm putting right, a team right. together, um, offensive line and defensive line, I'm drafting those all the time. Mm-hmm. In the first round, you know what I mean? For those sure. are for sure talents. Like offensive lines, Aflazo probably have the highest success rate. As first rounders, as right, first right. rounders, like you, you draft uh, an offensive line in the first round, unless you get injured or something. Like most he's of the gonna, time, they work out. He's gonna ball for you, and mm-hmm. and yep. that's an important part of my team. So yeah, I mean, it's Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> right, so right. That's what was, they do. <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised, but you know, maybe it worked for them. I, I mean, I, no, I, so. I, I'd like to pick, but you're right. Definitely, they should have gone offensive line. I will agree with that for, for sure. For because sure, you're right. They. That that can't what happened to Joe Burrow last year. That can't happen again. Like they they need to protect the franchise and you know find some dude on the offensive line that actually you know keep this man healthy. Mm, I mean, and then um, so that that was the number fifth pick, Jamar Chase, who should be a stud in the league. Oh, you know, if oh, they he can keep be, be nice. Joe Burrow up and clean to do that, and then um for the last uh four picks, Miami picked uh, Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Uh, you know, bring Tua back with his old receiver. And then Detroit went in there and, and did really good things with Panay Sewell, who was to be the top offensive tackle out of Oregon. Um, That was good. Carolina, who I thought were going to pick a quarterback, picked a uh, cornerback, J.C. Horn, who's also nasty. You oh, know? Yeah. he's and nice. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that was the right pick for them, you know. No, for um, sure. They definitely need some players in the secondary that can make plays, for sure. Right. So they, I they like that won. pick, and I like the Lions pick. I was surprised they made a good draft pick for once. Like I mean, about they got, they got Detroit, new leadership right now. About so. damn time. Yeah, like, that was that was a good pick. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Denver went cornerback Patrick Sertain, um, which was good as well. Uh, the second Patrick Sertain, the second, and then finally to round out the top ten, the Heisman Trophy winner Devonta Smith went to uh, the Eagles. So they got like the Sean Jackson. Well, that was right, one of the. Right. Okay, go ahead, Brad. That was one of the highlights of the draft for me. Um, the Eagles screwing over the Giants. Um, the that Cowboys was, that they no, they screwed oh, over the Giants. Oh, the Giants because they moved yeah. up ahead of the. Yeah, Giants. the Giants right, right. wanted to pick pick that guy, and they moved ahead. They dealt with somebody in their conference, the Cowboys, who mm-hmm. fucked over the Giants. I think the Eagles have something against the Giants. I think the owner. Uh, yeah, I think I think the other. owner has something against the Giants, and I think that's why they lost that last game last year. Um, when they when they bench um Jalen um, Hurts, Jalen Hurts, I think I think that's why they they fucked them over in the draft a couple of days ago. I thought that was crazy. I like when when I heard they the Giants wanted to pick that player, but the Eagles jumped over them to pick that player. I was like petty on another level. I love it. <laughs> I that, love I'm it. not surprised because that's typical um a- NFC least right there to say the least. That's what they <laughs> but, do in that uh, but you division. They always do petty stuff and you know always do things to stab each other in the back and and, and, you know and and to get revenge and make the other one look bad so i wasn't surprised but you wouldn't think they would do it with like another nfc player team you know what i mean you thought they would do it with like another team in the conference like they treated Mm. the cowboys too fucked over somebody else in in the right right no no I i see what you're saying no i hear that uh yeah just something else that i was a bit surprised with um you know those top 10 picks was I thought that Justin Fields was going to go in the top 10. Once he got past the, um you know, the Denver Broncos at nine, I thought the Broncos were probably going to take him and pick him up since they were still saying that, you know, they were still looking at quarterbacks, even though they made a trade for a veteran um, quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater that week. Once he went to nine, I'm like, somebody's going to trade up to, to get up. him into and, and to pick him up. I just had that 
gut feeling, and that's exactly what had happened. So, um, yeah, I was hoping, you know, he would come here to us to the Pats, but, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, he's, he's in Chicago now. So, I mean, that's good for the Bears that they were able to get him. Uh, but I still have questions as far as whether they'll do right by him, you know, actually be able to, you know, develop him, uh, you know, into a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about the Justin Matt Nagy and how they last. The way they've been handling it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make you laugh every we, time you hear that? We were, we were just that they really said that to Andy Dalton. He'll be the QB one this year. Yeah, we we were just joking. We had to say that the draft. Um, you know, I hope I hope they're ready to actually develop. You know, right. um, and make sure that he's actually pro. It looks like. Yo, they were throwing Mr. Biscuit, you know. Absolutely, like, they I, set I, him I, up I for can't failure. Stress right, that enough, right. man. They set that, and he actually, um, you know, he rose above it and actually did well. Still, like, you know, I don't know if he did well. I mean, he, he led, led them to the, the playoffs. playoffs, man. Right, right. They got into the postseason. Here's last what year. happened: Trubisky led them to two and zero start. They benched him after two and zero start and put Nick Foles in there. Nick Foles, right? What, what's Nick Foles? Foles. Nick Foles, Foles. right? Yeah. They put him in there. Mm-hmm. All right. They start doing bad. He gets injured. Like they bring Mr. Trubisky back in there. He turns the season around and takes them to the playoffs. So yep. like I, I and they yeah, still like I just think I think I think it's the back on the defense. I don't think it's on the back up. No, if you look at the games, man, he was actually doing work, man. Because I had uh, him in a fantasy. He was doing his thing. I mean, Absolutely. at the end there, like he was putting up numbers at the end there, and I'm like, he's actually responding. And I feel like there's a lot you could work with there because he's a big kid. You know, he got a strong arm, you know, like kind of like Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Josh Allen was pretty much the same thing. And then he went to the Bills in a place that actually developed him and helped him out. And he's an MVP caliber player now. You know, did so they, I re- feel like, did they release him or did, did they trade him? No, he was a free agent. He was a free agent. They, they decided not yeah, to Yeah, they him didn't back. resign him. They didn't make and, any offers. And that's my point. Back. And, that's, and, that's, and I, I made that point before on the pod. Somebody that's a free agent that's deciding to start to sign as a backup on a team that he knows he's going to be a backup on, I can't have that guy my, as my guy. There's way too many teams out there that needed a starting quarterback. And if you sign with a team that you know you're going to be a backup, like that means you're willing to be a backup. I, I just And I think that's the issue because they screwed up his reputation so badly, you know, with mm-hmm. the shit that was coming out, you know, and, and the way they treated him. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And I don't think he had any other opportunities to go somewhere else and be a starter. Nah, I'm sure. Another, if, some, if a team is giving... If a team, if a team is is giving um opportunities, if a team needs a quarterback and you that guy's out there, you're gonna you're gonna see what he's like, like, and he's going to somewhere where he has no chance of starting at all. I think I think like when is he gonna start over there? I think the life of a quarterback is a physical. But he's never gonna start. Like even like I'm sure there's a team out there where like if somebody sucks. I might start like you go to you go to um the Bills where there's no chance for you. like the only way you start is Josh Allen get injured. I think I said this on, on the channel. I think that he did something that was good for him in his career where he's gonna go somewhere and actually be able to learn from people that want to actually nurture. You yeah, know what I mean? You made and that it, point before. It's yeah. a really bad reputation when the team that drafted you bad mouths and doesn't, right. you know what I mean, decide to do good by you. You know what I'm saying? Like the yep. shit that they did to him, I don't see the Patriots doing that to Jared Stidham. And Jared Stidham sucks. Right. You know what he, I mean? Like it's right. like he's garbage. Like, but you heard Robert Kraft like I don't think Jared Stidham got a fair shot, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Right. And we're all like, exactly. you know, like, and you have a first round quarterback. You just picked like, what, four years ago? And you're, yeah. you made the playoff. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I just think when when you do that, like, 
you mess up a quarterback's reputation, other teams are like kind of shy away from bringing you in as the starter. You know what I mean? And you right. have to do something to reset. It's kind of like Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? That he had to go to like Drew Brees to figure out like find out how, how things to are working. Good position of you know what I mean? Right, go right. somewhere that's gonna nurture you and actually teach you something and and have your back type of stuff. And I don't think the Bears have back. And I hope they don't do that to the field. Like he's, right. not, he's not coming in like the polished quarterback. So you have to actually teach and, and nurture what's happening. And what happens? He starts. Oh, and three. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna start bad mouthing him then. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. He goes in for for Andy Doe, and he doesn't like light it up. Then it's gonna be a problem. You know, same thing's gonna start happening. I hope, right, I John, and that's why they better get this Justin Fields pick right mm -hmm. because if if they don't, not only should Matt Nagy be gone and out of Chicago, but that GM Ryan Pace has to go too, and and should be fired as well. They're both. This year, their jobs are on the line. Listen, so they, they, they better get this Justin Fields right and make sure that they get this guy ready to play and, and, and ready to make that franchise successful and turn that around. Because because Chicago's been known for a place where even Jim McMahon said that quarterback who won the Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears, that quarterbacks go there to die. That That's, that, that, that's the funeral for quarterbacks right there. That, Listen. You know, you know, anytime a quarterback goes there, they're not successful and they become garbage and a bum. So they they better get their act together and make sure that they get this guy ready to play because they should not get another NFL job and be out the door if they if they do the same thing with Mitch Trubisky that they just did with Justin Fields. Uh, what you just said right there is correct. You know, with Matt Nagy getting the fired out of it. If they don't make the playoffs last year, that dude's fired. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So basically, Mitch Trubisky saved your ass, saved your job, and now he gets to sign somewhere else as a backup. And then you get to go in and Keep pick somebody else. You know what I mean? Year. Like right. it, it makes no sense. Makes more I mean, sense. I, I don't think I don't think the the whole organization was in love with him. So if if he, the organization is in love with Mishubisky, they're gonna keep the the coach. But I agree. I I think if Justin Fields doesn't turn out great and they don't give him the fair chance, I do think those guys should be fired. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chicago hasn't had a franchise quarterback almost ever like they've never really had like a franchise quarterback somebody that's like there for a long time that's winning multiple games multiple seasons it's just they've never had that so mm -hmm. I'm, i do hope that they get this one right in fields for sure absolutely they need to because that organization and the friend the future is depending on it sure i mean i'm glad he's getting to go somewhere where he can actually start year one you know what i mean and, um, yeah learn learn yeah me too you know I mean? absolutely you, there. you don't you don't you don't think the Red Wooster is going to get you out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one, Vlad. That's a good one. Oh, man. You got jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Red Rocket? The Red right, Wooster, the Red Rocket. The Red Rocket. <laughs> right, like, Yo, Wooster, like, I'm sitting here like, who, who's a Red Rooster? Rooster? Like, what? <laughs> like, okay. they nickname a quarterback a Rooster? Like, nah, he's he just being like, funny. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I, I catch on now. That's hilarious. Oh, man. True. Um, Shoot, um, came back with jokes today. I mean, with, with that being said, you know, um, I feel like a lot of teams felt like they actually got a first round with a guy that they actually wanted and liked, you know, um, trades, some stuff happened. Um, but in your all opinion, give me like one winner and one lose draft. Um, it's hard to say just because, you know, the draft is so volatile and, you know, so many things can happen. But definitely my loser is going to be the Atlanta Falcons um, with that pick. I just... 
I'm not saying he's not going to be a great player. He might be a generational player, just like um, Julio, Julio Jones. But mm-hmm. you need somebody, like, that guy alone is not going to bring you to where you need to be. You, there's so much more that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to me, mm-hmm. I'm just not. Would you Would you have packaged that number four pick, you know, to get, like, maybe more picks in the first round? Maybe. Shit. Like, they could have done that. Yeah. They could have like, done that. I, I, right, right. That would actually have been unless, a good move. Unless there's a, a, a for sure offensive line player that I wanted to take or a defensive line player that I wanted to take for sure. If I wasn't sure, then I would definitely have packaged that pick and be like, yeah, you know what? Somebody else that's already established that needs a, a good tight end can pick that up. You know what I mean? I don't need, I don't need a good tight end right now, so I'm just chill and I pick that. Um, that's what I would have done. Um, so my loser is Atlanta Falcons. Um, my winner is... Um, um, my winner is... Uh, it's hard to say, but I think I'm going to pick... Um, I think I'm going to pick San Francisco. I think um, they got a quarterback um, and... You know they, they 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 traded so high for him and they got a quarterback and they better make sure that it works. You know what I mean? So it's like if you drafted so high to get a quarterback and bring somebody in, it better be the guy that you really that was really gonna take your franchise forward. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna go with that symbol. I'm gonna start with my loser and then go on to my winner of the draft. So the loser for this draft that I had would be the Green Bay Packers. And and that's b- b- because mm. the exact oh yeah I'm I'm glad Rich. y'all like that one too <laughs> yes oh yeah you know I'm about to go in right now mm-hmm. and, and do my thing so the reason why I have the Green Bay Packers is the loser is because yet again they draft a defensive player for the ninth time out of the last ten drafts the only time they took an offensive player in the draft was last year when they drafted Jordan Love to be the so-called successor and replacement to Aaron Rodgers. They have not drafted and gotten any sort of talent and weapons and playmakers for Aaron Rodgers to work with in the first round for the last 10 years. And and it's getting ridiculous that the way that they're treating this man, we're going to get to him later, I'm not going to say too much about it, uh, that they keep drafting defensive players and these guys turn out to be in bust and they're not even good they're not even worthy of the first um you know round picking you know and don't end up contributing uh making an impact that a first round uh you know player should make so i i don't really know what's going on with that organization uh and why they're not getting you know more offensive talent and uh you know and weapons to you know be what able it to is around their quarterback you uh, know what it is yeah, what's that, John? They they don't have a team owner. That's right, because the fans own them. The right, fans right. own the team. Yeah, but that's not what that's the problem. No, that's not if why you have an owner, owner, one of the problems is one, one of them. Because if you have an owner, they have a you know um, a voice to tell you this is the direction I want the team to go. I agree with you. You but... have a GM that does whatever they just they feel you know they want. I agree with you, but the Green Bay Packers have been one of the best teams in the NFL for for since the NFL has been created. Like they've always had good quarterback, they've always been competitive. They rarely I don't think I've seen a losing season for the Green Bay Packers since I've started watching football. So to me, they're one of the best organizations ever. And I, I understand not having a, a owner doesn't push you enough, but I, I I don't think that's why they I don't think that's why they haven't I don't think that's why they haven't win a Super Bowl. I just think some of the decisions they made in games have caused them games like like if you take for example they they were they were in the NFC Championship against Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Where did that go? 
You know what I mean? Against the Bucks last year, they made a couple of dumb decisions to let that go. Like, they've always been, like, one of the best teams. So I, I just think it's some of the coaching decisions and not drafting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers is another problem. Right, like I you was saying. I mean? right, right. Of, but I, I, I just don't think not having an owner is why they, they haven't made those decisions. It's just They just haven't been coached the best to make to the Super Bowl or win another one. No, I absolutely agree with that. And they did draft, finally, this year, draft the receiver in a Mari Rogers from Clemson. But they should have taken the receiver a lot sooner and not waited until they, you know, and, until they, when they did the draft of uh, Amari Rogers. Like, I don't know what they were taking so long to draft the receiver for. Like, that's a clear-cut, glaring need for the Green Bay Packers, just like it was for the Patriots that they needed a quarterback. Like, I don't understand why they didn't draft the receiver or, you know, offensive um, you know, playmaker in the first round. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. all right, and I'm going to go in later on the Green Bay Packers as well and later in the show, so I'm not done with it. Uh, but getting oh, to my not? winner. No, I won't. The Green Bay I won't Packers well, it has more to do with the Aaron Rodgers situation, but I don't want to talk about oh. too much about the Aaron Rodgers um, situation because we haven't gotten to that yet. But that's why I'm, I'm going to leave the rest for when we get to that point of, of the podcast. So now getting to my winner of the, the draft. Um, I think it'd be the New York Jets. I like what the New York Jets That's did. my winner. Oh, man. I guess, hey, two great minds think alike, right? Damn. All right, go uh, ahead. I, know go I, ahead. I, I keep doing that to you, John, every time, man. Uh, but I'll get to what had them the winner. I mean, we all mm -hmm. knew that they were going to take Zach Wilson yep, in the first yep. round. That's what they did uh, You know, that, that was a given. But I also like what they did when they traded up at 14 to get an offensive tackle mm -hmm. that is one of the best offensive tackles in the draft and that can protect the franchise and, you know, in their quarterback and Zach Wilson. So, and that was, that's a great move that they're able to trade the Vikings to do that. And uh, they certainly did a good job of not only getting their quarterback for the future, but also an offensive tackle that's going to be there for the future as well and make sure the quarterback is well protected. Um, so, and not only that, but I also like the Elijah Moore pick in the With second the round. That was a receiver I wanted the Pats to draft. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought he, Elijah Moore was even going to go at the end of the first round. I was surprised he fell the second round. Uh, and they, you know, Jets ended up picking him up at the beginning of the second round. So, I, you know, I definitely liked what uh, you know, with that pick as well and, and what the Jets did in the draft this year. For sure, for sure. No, I like that. Um, and that, that was going to be my pick. And not, not only... Sorry, it, I stole yours, John. Sorry, right, right. Bro. No, it, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, picking uh, Zach Wilson immediately, getting back in the draft, they actually uh, traded back in the 14th spot to take the offensive line player. And I thought that was... Um, mm -hmm. So it looked like, you know, they, they got the quarterback and set him up for success, you know, at the same time. And then after that, they, they, they went to the defense like that. But um, my loser for the first round has to be a team that wasn't in the first round at all, and that's the Texans. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. Texans. <laughs> That was, that was, that's good. That's, oh, a good that's a good one. I like because, that one, John. Because that that, team, that, that's a good loser. I think you have the best loser in the draft out of all of us. That team so, traded yeah. its future for like 10 years. Yo, I... For real. <laughs> Yo, they, they <laughs> screwed up. They screwed oh, up man. everything so bad they did not have a first round pick. And I don't know what their positions next year is going to be either. Cause, you I'm know, sure I, they don't have one next year either. I wouldn't be surprised. And then they had to pick a quarterback, right? I think... Uh, something Mills, something like that. Um, what, is, yeah, was that in the they, second they round it. or the third round? That was something like either second or third round, man. Yeah, I don't and remember they, either. They, I don't remember, but 
Um, clearly they're bottomless, man, and yeah, they yeah. <laughs> they are. <definitely laughs> a and you know, with everything that's going on surrounding the team and everything like that, um, I think they're definitely clear cut. Yeah, that's that's draft, a bad man. team, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, bad, bad team, bad organization, bad, bad organization, bad, organization, bad you know? management, like everything, bad scouts, like. Jeez, yeah. that team's a lot. That's the new laughing stock of the NFL right there, the Houston Texans. Yep. An absolute joke and, that um, franchise is. You know, since Barry took the, the winner that I, I picked, I'm going to pick another one, and that's going to be the Patriots, you know, um, because mm, I feel like they go. went in there with a mission, and it was mission accomplished, you know what I'm saying, um, from uh, Mac Jones, you know, because clearly the quarterback. And then Bill Belichick worked on the defensive line pretty much like the rest of the draft, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the team is set up for now in the, you know, so I thought they went in there with a purpose and it was a year that Belichick actually listened and was making the right picks. I thought we should have sure definitely he was listening picked. though or he was still making the decisions and still doing what he wanted to do. You really sure about that? I mean, I felt like, you know, um, he went out for needs and then he picked some guys that were like really highly ranked. You know, um, and he went back to what he knows, which is the defense. So went back right, right. With, with the defensive line. I thought, you know, uh, he should have picked a receiver, but I think he learned that he sucks at picking wide receivers, receiver, so he didn't so pick any yeah, until like don't the Don't take one if you're not good at that, right? Like, you can't and I'm not one, mad at that. Just don't take it, right? You right. Know? Well, we already knew that he he um went after receivers in the in the offseason in the free agents, the free agents, yes. mm-hmm. and that's why because he cannot pick receivers. Mm-hmm. I would have been highly upset if he picked them yet, <laughs> because <laughs> most likely they would have turned out yeah. to be trash. Even if he wasn't, even <laughs> if the even if it's a good receiver, yeah, well, sure. even even like one of the top receivers in you know. In, in this draft, you still wouldn't have been happy with that. I still don't trust Bill, but I just I still don't trust the Patriots to get that receiver in the right spot to succeed. Right, and that they can develop him. Honestly, right? no, I really, yeah, yeah. honestly, I really don't. Yeah, man, they need to get some of these but scouts from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, Belichick needs to get yeah, some of yeah, them to come scouts. over to New England. Yeah, I love because it. those guys know how to develop and pick out wide receiver talent. Right, yeah, you so. know, tell Bill send the camera to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the Bengals. Like, what are they going to do for you? Like, what do you get out of that? Exactly? You, you, you go to Philly and go to Cincinnati? Like, go to Pittsburgh. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, right. You know, that's where you need to be. <laughs> send the camera crew over there, man. Find out what they're doing. Yeah, um, right, right. Exactly. And, you know, we'll we'll get into the Patriots draft in a minute, but some more NFL news, man. The NFL schedule is going to be, so that's uh, maybe a couple weeks out now. Ooh, so can't wait. Know, Looking forward can't to wait, that. Um, you know, see what teams are facing who, right? Um, yeah, and, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, a name we haven't heard in the NFL for a time, and I feel like this is so stupid because, you know, every analyst telling this guy, yo, you need to change position, change position. And he was just so stubborn. He's like, I'm just leaving all together if I can't do um Tim Tebow, uh is you know in contact with with uh the Jaguars to sign as a tight end. What the guy hasn't played since 2012. <laughs> well, they worked him it out. They worked, wow. they worked him out as a tight end. I don't know if they're gonna sign him. Right, but the fact that you're in, you know, the fact that you're even trying out as a tight end baffles me because you could have did this shit like 10 years ago. For real, like little too little too late for that, bro. Like you know exactly. Like where was you at 10 years ago when you were? in the bet at quarterback and couldn't throw to save your life and couldn't keep a QB job. Like, if you really wanted to be in the NFL and weren't serious about uh, having a successful career in the NFL, you would have known to change your position then. Like, yeah, no, like he got mad. Change your 
position when you're a lot older and past your prime and oh you're you definitely know, past your prime right you right, know you got exactly. you got mad and went to play for the mets who never right, actually exactly. got in the damn game like and it didn't what? even make you the just, big league team he was just on the, wasted on the triple a and double a team he didn't even make it to the big league. you already made it in the nfl now you just wasted like 10 years trying out for baseball you never even made it there so now you're back in the nfl asking for another position when everybody was anyway man enough for, like for, bro just stick to being a college football analyst, analyst honestly man. right right like you're doing well with that. J just stay with that, man. Like, <laughs> like that. That's working out for you. If it ain't broke, don't fix it and try to do something else that's not gonna work for you. You're not gonna be good at. Like, he's trying to get a movie deal. Football. He's trying to get a movie. Curious story of Tim. T Dude, <laughs> that's I don't why know. he's trying to get back in the NFL. For real, right? you know, he he probably has a documentary on how Tim. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the Bucks re-signed Antonio Brown finally. Uh, guy, I think it's amazing from like two years ago to now how Antonio Brown's story went from like forefront of the league to like he gets signed. And, you know, what I mean, just like last year, well, the last year he was with the Patriots, media shitstorm, and now it's like Super Bowl champion resigned. Nobody's talking about Antonio Brown. Well, you wanted them to be talking about him? No, I just feel like you know how how quickly things change. What happened to all that narrative about your Brown? Well, I think that's still I think that's still there. I I just think that's I think and I probably I, th I actually think that's one of the reasons why he probably didn't sign with another team. I mean, if you think about it, three point five million for Antonio Brown, it's not a lot of money for a player as like dirt Brown. So I think I think actually those narratives are still there. I think probably for him is some of those things you were accused of. Maybe they got swept under the rug. Maybe he got off some of those charges. You know what I mean? But three point five million. I mean, if Antonio Brown was clean, he can get ten million anywhere. Oh, easily. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I, that this is what I was trying to say to y'all um a few weeks ago that, yeah, he wasn't going to go anywhere. He was going to stay put and go back to Tampa and go back to be with his boy TB12, um, you know, with, with the Bucks. Like, you know, that's his man's right there. He wasn't uh -huh. going to leave. So, you know, I, I knew for sure that, you know, they were going to come to a contract agreement at some point. And, you know, and for sure, those, you know, like you said, Vlad, those reasons were pretty much why he didn't get really any contract offers. I thought maybe the Ravens would have given him an offer, but I guess it wasn't good enough for, for him. And, you know, he he didn't want to go there. So I think, you know, he I mean, really went to the right place, you know, where he belongs and where that can, you know, utilize him, uh, you know, the, the best, you know, in Tampa Bay. I'm sure he maybe got a better contract than the Tampa Bay one, but I bet you it wasn't that much better for him to sign back with, you know, the team he won a Super Bowl with and with Tom Brady. Whatever he got probably just was like five million, six, and just like, you know what? I would have signed with the team I already know. Tom is already here. When y'all want to give me more money, I Listen, I thought the Ravens, um, with their situation, Sammy Watkins, now they did draft a guy, but Antonio Brown's a proven guy. You got his cousin on, you know what I'm saying? You got John Harbaugh, who's a, Oh, that's his know, cousin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that either. Ho Hollywood Brown is his cousin. Marquise Brown oh, really? is his cousin. Yeah. They literally oh, wow. trained him. I had together. no idea, John. I had, I did not know. Yes. Wow. So I wow. posted. That, that, that's that explains why they drafted him. He must have put in the work for him. Hollywood Remember Brown. the video I posted on Profins underscore sports? He was working out with Lamar Jackson. The second guy was Marquise Brown, his cousin. I mean, they were in the same facilities working out together. So I'm like, the Ravens should have made him. Antonio Brown, he's still a bad man, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, he caught, he caught the winning touchdown for the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a and it's like, the Super Bowl. listen, right, right. Tom Brady got you a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can move on wherever you want. You know what I mean? You're back in the league now. If, I don't know, 
Yeah, that's just my opinion. I, it, like I said, I think you might have not given him a, a contract. I feel you. you a, know good, I mean? a good contract. Um, I think that it would be stupid to not give. Well, no, I, I, I shoot, but I feel like that's so strong because Brown has had some issues, you know. But at the same time, I thought the team say your quarterback has been working out with this dude the last two years. The year prior, Lamar Jackson was working, you know, and then again this offseason, so like don't take a flyer, you know what I mean? So, um, hey, congrats to him, man. He's back on yeah. the Super Bowl shit, champs, um, and I'm sure he's gonna do well again. And maybe this time he does even better. Cause yeah, no, absolutely. And I thought another team that could have used them and could have picked them up in Seattle is uh, the Seahawks um, as well. I think you know they definitely could use another receiver and some more you know depth at that position and oh. uh, you know and then a talent like that so yeah uh, what about you know, what about the packers bingo you hit bingo you know, you know what i'm saying it's like there you go right you got Dang, you hit the on the head right there Devontae that would have definitely made Aaron Rodgers Brown. a lot more happier if you had you know picked him up and got uh you know signed him to a contract like you know i don't know why they didn't do that that's the team that needed antonio brown the most in that should have picked him up, uh, you know, and and brought him, uh, you know, to, to Green Bay. Like I, I am baffled and blown away that they didn't do that. Like it yeah, doesn't man. make any sense. Like, sure. Wow. Um, no, you, you hit that right on the money, John. Teddy Bridgewater uh, was uh, traded to the Broncos for a six-round pick. Um, that guy's being ragdolled around. Which I like it, but I don't know why they're trading him around and not giving him some time to action off. But no, I agree. It sucks he had that injury soda, man. And, you know, right, like, that set his career so, so much back. Right, right. Yeah, it, but, it's and I, But I thought he, you know, re- resurrected it and, you know, and, and kind of got it back going when he with the played Saints. well with the Saints. And mm-hmm. when five and no, I thought, you know, there was a team that was actually going to give him a, you know, a fair opportunity to be, uh, you know, starting quarterback in the NFL. And unfortunately, he hasn't found that. So hopefully, you know, Denver can give him that opportunity and let him, uh, you know, you know, compete for the starting job. And if he does win it, um, which I'm sure he will be, you know, be the starter for some time, give him enough time to actually be the guy there. Right. If he can't beat Drew Luck for that, <laughs> for, for that spot, then, you know, he probably... Then he shouldn't be in the NFL. Exactly. He shouldn't, right. be, a, he shouldn't be a starter. If you can't beat out Drew Locke That's true. for that no, quarterback th- position right absolutely. there. Absolutely. No, you know? Big facts. And, uh, you know, lastly, uh, Aaron Rodgers says that he will not return to the Packers. GM Brian uh, Gutekunst is, is not fired. So he doesn't want to come back if that guy, you know, it's kind of wild. To- yeah, that was um, the best news on draft day. Like, I was like, the biggest. Whoa, whoa the best <laughs> um i was like what like that wants to be some fireworks tonight i was excited like i was mm. like yo trading you know anytime you're trading such a high profile athlete like that's like big fireworks so mm-hmm. um, oh yeah what I, I i was reading so, something yesterday that said that um aaron Rodgers is actually pretty upset that the news got out he didn't want the news to get out but i don't know man i i i'm not buying it yet i mean i, I know he said that but I don't know. I'm not buying him leaving the Green Bay Packers. I mean, well, he's still on the contract, so how can he just leave? Yeah, uh, yeah. As, but, <laughs> I mean, no, the way you leave is I'm not playing. Right, like, demand pull, the trade, right. Pull, yeah. a, pull a Carson Palmer? Well, pull a, pull a um, Deshaun Watson, if you call, if you want to call it that. Pull oh, no, no, don't pull a Deshaun Watson. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Absolutely not. No way. No way. Hell no. Right, right. Please don't do it. Right. You don't need another quarterback doing that. Right. One's already enough. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, well, no. I mean, but before all that, you yeah, 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 yeah. Before just, the scandal came out, just right, say I'm right, not playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if he says I'm not playing, and they're gonna have to treat him, you know what I mean? So that I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with that. I mean, if if it really happens that they he forces their hands to trade him, 
That'd be kind of sick. I, I can't wait to see what that looks. Cause imagine where he could end up. Like wherever he ends up, automatically becomes a a playoff contender. Would you say even Super Bowl contender or just uh, no, playoff no, contender? No, no. Playoff At least contender. playoff. I said what I said. Playoff contender. Nah, he's not Tom Brady. Right. Plus, he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it where he's at now. So we can't say that he's. Well, he's done it once, but that's it. Well, yeah, one time, but ever since then, it's been you know. So I mean, for for sure. And remember, I told you I wasn't done with the Green Bay Packers, uh and I I, I told you I wasn't done going in on a on that team. So with Aaron Rodgers, I completely agree and understand with how he feels and has disgruntled and as frustrated as he's feeling right now and that he doesn't want to go back to the Green Bay Packers. Like, I wouldn't want to go back either. Like, that, you know, that GM is just, he's garbage. He sucks. Like, like this guy, in 12 years, his best three receivers that he's gotten are Devontae Adams, which is a pretty good receiver. Uh, y'all give him that. But then Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, and that's it. In 12 years, that's all you've given Aaron Rodgers? Like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you giving this man more to work with? And why are you treating this man just like another guy on the team? Like, just like any other quarterback or that he's he's just a number. Like, like it's, it's, it's absolutely asinine and absurd that the GM still has a job in the NFL when if it were a black GM or another GM that had that position that did that same thing, you can't sit here and tell me that they'd still be having a job 12 years after doing that. Like, they would have been long gone years ago. Like, they would have been out of here. They don't a have heartbeat. a team owner. Right, but he, they, still, they still should have given him more than that, and he still shouldn't be there with the lack of, you know, moves and the, and the, the lack of getting talent for Aaron Rodgers. The fact that they haven't given him anything, I get they don't have an owner, but the bottom line is that guy has to go. And I like Ed Rogers saying, yeah, I'm not going back there unless if he goes, because it's either him or me. Like, if he's staying there, I'm out of there. If he goes, then I'll come back, because this guy does not deserve to be an NFL GM with as pathetic as he's been with that team and not giving Ed Rogers what he deserves and being able to get a second Super Bowl championship. Like, this could, he could have had a not a dynasty, but they could have had a Super Bowl run had they given Aaron Rodgers more help offensively than what they've get, given him. He could have at least two, three Super Bowls instead of just one, which was, what, 11, 12 years ago? Like, come on, man. Like, Aaron Rodgers, I'm with you, bro. Like, they need to, he needs to get out of there and go somewhere where he can win, and that's going to get him the talent that he needs to win a Super Bowl. Like, plain and simple. Yeah, you know what? You you sound like, um, you know, the Patriots sports radio in Tom. Brady. Like, what do you know? Like, they don't have no weapons. They don't have no weapons. Like, like, Brady's never had weapons. I understand where Barry's coming from, and I... I do, too. I also think that Ann Rogers has his reasons to be mad at the, yep. at the um, Green Bay Packers, but... I honestly don't think offensive weapons is why they haven't win another Super Bowl. I honestly don't think that. I think it's been coaching, to be honest. Yeah. No, that's been, been a factor, too. I think it's been no, coaching I, because they've Kicking made... a field goal down seven. Yeah, and the also, they made, they made the championship so many times. They Against the against the Falcons, against the 
um, Seahawks against, against the, the 49ers against the 49ers against the Bucks. That's four NFC championship where game, those right. games and they were playing well in those games and they could have went won, win those games and they could have they could have like better the 49ers game them. they got blown out but the other three games that I, I oh, agree yeah, they were right, competitive right. in that game. but each that's, of those years they've won like 13 14 games then. it's, it's right, so that's right. why I don't I don't think it's offense man I I think it's been coaching I think it's been defense some years as well mm -hmm. um but they've been drafting defense and what if they defensive players been doing what have they know. done all know, those man. defensive players that they've drafted <laughs> i don't know but, but i also don't i agree with you not that, a damn thing i agree with you that the defense haven't been doing anything either but i also don't like because everyone just is so skilled that you don't need to give him top top of the line talent offensive to, players to, to succeed i mean i'm not saying he wouldn't have helped it would have helped but yeah. he's just so good that you don't need to give him that but I think I think if they gave it to him, maybe they could have made it to at least another Super Bowl. But I also think it's been coaching. Like it's been poor decisions on the coaching staff sometimes. Um right, Mark McCarthy was trash. I right? mean yeah. LaFleur is not having the best start either to his coaching uh, career with the Packers. Yeah, with le letting letting the Bucks score the, right before the half. Yeah, man. Um and kicking that field goal. <laughs> right, right. That, that field goal. Instead of like, going for it on Foot, even though they didn't do anything on the first three plays, but come on, you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Like you got to right. put the ball in his hands when the game's on the line and let him uh, make a play. You know what? Aaron Rodgers should have bossed up in that game like he's trying to boss up now and say, "Give me the fucking boy, gonna go." You know what I'm saying? That's what he should have done then. But no, fact, I guess he's absolutely. trying to boss up now that you know it's the off season. There's nothing. You know what I'm saying? But um, unfortunately, uh, our special guest that we wanted to have on will not be getting um from stuff right now. On to the Patriots draft, men. Um, so, you know, we saw the Patriots go in the draft and they immediately addressed some of their biggest holes on the team, as well as give you uh, a breakdown of the draft picks that we had uh, from round to round. So in round one, obviously, we talked about it already. The Patriots picked Mac Jones, QB out of Alabama. In round two, they picked another Alabama guy in Christian Barmore. He's a defensive tackle, you know, and coming on the line and trying to plug things up there. We got Ronnie Perkins, who's an edge guy from Oklahoma. Uh, Ramondre Stevens, uh, Stevenson, who's a running back um, from Oklahoma. So uh, he's, he's a big guy, big dude. Uh, Cameron McGrone, linebacker out of Michigan. Uh, Joshua Bledsoe, a safety out of Missouri. Uh, Will Sherman, an offensive tackle out of Colorado. And lastly, Trey Nixon, a wide receiver out of EF in the seventh round. Um, so, you know, the Patriots clearly addressed some, some needs there. How'd you guys feel about the Patriots draft? Um, more, more notably, you know, Mac Jones. How you feel about that? Um, in the direction of the Patriots. You know, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, this was one of the most integral drafts that the Patriots had had in a long time with a lot of weighing on it. I was really excited for the draft because the Patriots will decide the future in the draft. Um, and also the anticipation of what Bill Belichick is going to do. Bill Belichick is one of those guys that if he has the first round pick, you do, you still don't know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Most, of, most years, you know what the first one, like the first pick of the NFL is going to do. And you feel as Bill Belichick is one of those guys that you never know what he's going to do. He, he might pick somebody from the gas station down the street. You know what I mean? Like, you, nev <laughs> you, you never know what this guy's going to do. So when, when the pick was coming, I was like, man, Matt Jones is on the board. Everybody's saying he should pick Mac Jones. I was like, I don't know if Belichick is going to do it. I really don't know if he's going to do it. So when I heard Mac Jones, I was like, wow, he actually did it. He picked the guy that you're supposed to pick at that spot. He picked the quarterback that he actually needs. He did it. Like, there was no playing chess or... Yo, seven seconds. Boom. Pick is in. <laughs> right. He didn't overthink it. Exactly. Yeah. Right, it was, right. I was, I was really, really um, satisfied with the pick. 
Um, I think I thought that was the right pick, picking Mac Jones, the quarter one of the one of the top quarterback left in the first round. Uh, I do. I, I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure if they would have traded up if they needed to. Um, I'm not sure if they just let him fall on their lap. I'm just glad that they picked him. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, he has one of the highest completion percentage um, in college Ever. football. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's big to us. Um, mm-hmm. Accuracy is really big to us. Um, yeah. One of the most accurate ever. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. so I'm, I I didn't like his walk when he got picked. <laughs> 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 Yo, I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. This is the oh, like man. he needed to go to he the was bathroom right like away. Bill Belichick. I loved it, man. Nah, he looked oh, like he needed to go to the bathroom or something. I don't Yo, know what was going he, he looked like anything <laughs> but a football player, man. Yeah, yeah. For real, right, right. Like, exactly. You can just look at him and be like, is this dude even a professional athlete? Like, is he, like, in Listen. good enough shape? And is he qualified to actually, like, play in the NFL? Like, just looking at him is, like, Walking bro, like the like, damn he, Principle, man. I'm like, but, like, right? Have you seen a weight room? Like, <laughs> like, what, what was you doing in Alabama? Like, we get you was completing all the passes, but like, damn, they didn't do any sort of weight or body training over there. Yeah. Um. Also, the fact that the Patriots didn't have to trade up was impressive as well. They sat exactly where they were and got the the pick. Um. I'm glad they got it. I mean, a team maybe could have. I'm sure they did their homework and found out no team was gonna pick them before them, but. You never know with the draft. Somebody could have surprised you and picked him, right? I don't so, know if they knew that. No, I, I exactly right. right. I, know, I don't think I, they. I don't think they knew that one hundred percent. I'm. Mm-hmm. That's what, and that's my point. My point is, I'm still surprised that they just sat there and didn't move up. Um, but it's good that they didn't, and they got it at that exact spot without wasting. But um, but they must have done the homework and be like, okay, um, San Francisco is really gonna go trillions. You know what I mean? Because he's friend with Mike. Sh- he's friend with Mike Shanahan. Um, the father of Kyle Shanahan, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm sure he had some, because there's no way you're sitting there, you know what I mean, without, like, making a move, without knowing a little bit of what the team, you're not 100% sure, because any team could have surprised you, but you must have had some kind of idea that the guy that you wanted might fall in your lap at that position. Um, besides that, um, I really like the edge picks, the linebacker pick. Um, you know, to me, if we didn't pick a quarterback, in the first round, I would have wanted us to pick defensive players, and I think those are important. Um, we drafted a running back. Running backs sometimes succeed, sometimes they don't. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, the rest of the the rest of the picks, like fifth, sixth, seventh round, we we those guys might not even be you know, on the team. So um, if they are on the team, great. But it, we know they might not be on the team. But I'm happy with the. I mean, you know, he honestly just picking Matt Jones. If we pick Matt Jones and didn't pick anybody else. I would have been happy just because you you intentionally went after a quarterback and yep. you didn't you didn't come out and tell us Cam Newton is going to be the quarterback. See who Cam Newton, you know what I mean? So just getting Matt Jones was actually the draft. Well, he actually did say that Cam Newton. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I know, I know he said that, but if he, he said that pick, unless if someone plays better than right. him until 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 someone does better than him. Right. But if he didn't pick Matt Jones and he said Cam Newton is the quarterback, then you're like fuck. Like, bro, what are like, we who doing? the hell is going to compete with Cam Newton? Right, right. But, yeah, that's uh, it for me. Okay. No, I, I certainly like the Mac Jones pick. I mean, how could you not like like that pick? Like, I'm glad that the Patriots addressed a clear-cut, crystal-clear need um that, that was on this roster. And what I've been wanting them to do for a while is to get another quarterback that can act, that knows how to play the position well and can throw the football 
accurately and you know and, and that has a good you know pocket presence um and, you know and that can compete for the starting job right away and i think they certainly got that with uh you know this mac jones pick um you know that they, they've certainly gotten a guy that you know that has the potential to be you know the next guy for this franchise and that you know the, the next starting quarterback um you know for the new england patriots uh you know in it was impressive to me like you said that the discipline that the patriots showed and staying and sitting at 15 and not moving an inch and not even, not even thinking about trading up with anybody and still being able to get their guy that, you know, they've always wanted to and that, um you know, and that they were most uh, interested in, you know, pretty much ever since the draft uh, process started, you know, as far as being able to, you know, to take a look at these guys. So I think, you know, that was the guy that Belichick wanted with all along because, Remember, that was the only quarterback he showed up to his pro day at. He didn't show up One. to Justin Fields' pro day. He didn't show up to Trey Lynch's pro day. And if you mean to tell me that Belichick is going to draft somebody that he didn't even go watch them play or go even meet with them at, at all to get, you know, an idea of whether he thinks that person would be a good fit for the team. Like, he's not doing that. Like, yeah, he sent the scouts to, you know, go look at him and he sent Josh McDaniels. Um, and, and stuff and the other guys to, you know, you know, to go over there. But he himself wasn't there until Mac Jones. I know he wanted to see his boy, Nick Saban, but he still showed up nonetheless. So um, I'm certainly happy about that pick and, um, you know, hoping for, you know, big things for Mac Jones, uh, you know, to come up, you know, in, in the future with, with the Patriots. We just need to get him in the weight room and put a few more pounds on um, and, yeah, and, and, and get him a uh, in the facility. Nah, so I nah, think, nah, bro. It's all about it's all about pliability. Pliability, pliability, bro. Pliability, on, bro. Come on, even Tom Brady, even TV, my boy, TV has some 12, muscle in. Nah. Right, come on, I'm rocking nah. that. I know about pliability. Like, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I trust me. I'm well aware and you know well, you know what I'm saying, knowledgeable or at least know enough about it to you know be you know I, I, I actually you know. You know, know that they could work at the quarterback position, but um, I just feel that you know I'd like to see him actually look like a you know starting quarterback and look like an NFL you know player a l- little bit more. I know it worked him for Alabama and uh, and stuff, but uh, I, I, that that's just you know my my preference and and what I would 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 think that you know they need to do. That's the only thing. Other than that, he brings everything to the table that I want a quarterback to bring to the table. And I'm glad we finally actually have a legit quarterback on this team because it was about damn time. Now getting to the other picks, uh, that D tackle they drafted from Alabama. Um, you know, he, he's good and all, but I'm just concerned that, you know, they gave up a lot to get him. They gave up three picks, three, a second rounder, and I think two third rounders to pick him up. Like, that's a lot. That's a hefty price to be paying for a defensive tackle. Like, even though I know he's, a first-round talent, and he, they were, you know, they weren't surprised he even fell that far and could have gone the first round. But that's just, you know, that's a lot of draft capital to, you know, be given up and investing in, um, right. you know, a defensive tackle. So I hope it that's works out for him. Yeah, no, for sure. That that's the only problem that I have with with that pick. Other than that, uh, you know, the the player, you know, I, I like. I think you know he can definitely help the defensive line and be able to contribute and be in that rotation since they like to rotate a lot of guys on the defensive line so you know we'll see how that goes with him 
And then the other picks, the Perkins pick, I like, you know, having another guy off the edge. Like I told you, John, on the um, IG Live, you can never have too many pass rushers and too many guys off the edge. Like, you know, being able to have depth at that position is important. You know, guys that can, you know, you know, come off the edge and rush the quarterback and, uh, you know, and, and get sacks is definitely um, something that's really important on defense and that you need. So I'm glad they addressed that. And then the linebacker from Michigan was certainly a pick that they needed to get because they need to get young guy linebacker because, you know, Hightower's getting up there. We don't know how much longer he's going to be um, and stuff. So they certainly needed a guy that could, you know, be his, you know, replacement and, um, you know, after he goes, whenever that is. And the other picks, the running back is solid. They needed another running back because our running backs get hurt a lot. So, you know, we'll see how he does. But, um, you know, he looks pretty good. And then the rest, we'll see what happens with them because uh, we don't know whether – I think they might just be camp bodies at, at this point as guys just, uh, you know, have on the training camp roster. So we'll see what they do and if they can even make the team. But the first few picks I certainly – like from the New England Patriots, and I think they had a pretty good draft this year. Mac Jones, um, I mean, I think a while ago, I hate to be like the guy that's, you know, I, I felt like that's what they were going to do, but like a while ago, you know, I, I was seeing that the Patriots talking to him at the Senior Bowl, you know, I, I had made a little graphic about him and sit on him like, this could be the guy, you know, um, and... Oh, man, I thought you were going to say I told you so, John. I'm, I'm not even going to say that, you know what I'm saying? I thought that was because um, you can say it. I mean, I won't feel bad because I, I mean you that, that you've been calling it for a while. You yeah, said I, I mean, you know a this. long time ago, as soon as the season ended and the Patriots started, uh, hit, you know, looking at these draft prospects. So As no, soon I'll as I seen we're picking at 15, I said Mac Jones should be the guy at 15. And, um, you know, with the last two months, with, with the, you know, the, the mock drafts and all that stuff, you know, it, it didn't look like that was going to be a possibility. And it's like, it's amazing that the Patriots just sat there and the right, you know, the perfect guy felt to them, right? Um, Mac Jones, the smartest quarterback in, in this year's draft, right? And I don't think it's only, and it's not only just football. Like, the guy has a 4.0, you know what I mean? Smart kid. Yeah. He's a smart kid. You know, I think one thing we talked about a lot last year is Cam Newton has a problem recognizing a lot of shit, okay? Yes, reading defenses, From the line of right. scrimmage, reading defenses. Yo, you look at Mac Jones, he does not have the, you know. Well, um, he's, 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 a, he's a college boy, so. I'm not saying a college he, boy? But no, 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 no. Like, listen, there's, there's, you know, when they talk about football IQ, Mm -hmm. This guy has the football IQ, you know what I'm saying? Like, watching uh -huh. his interview, hearing him talk about the game, breaking down, you know, the formations and why he did certain things. You know who he reminded me of? Like, not even trying to be funny. Like, when he speaks about football, you know who he reminds me of? No, who, who, who's no Literally idea? Literally Tom Brady, bro. Like, if you go back, I'm, really? it's, not even, it's not even funny. Well, no, they've, like, they've, they've compared him to Tom Brady. They have, but, like, you have I to understand that's a fair why. comparison. Of course, it's not a fair comparison because Tom Brady's a GOAT. But I'm talking about, like, when it comes to pure football knowledge and why you do certain things on the field, you know, you'll ask him, why did you move there? He's like, well, if, if I know if I move my feet this way, this guy's going to move his body that way and the receiver's going to come open this way. You know what I'm saying? He's like, so I gave him a little shake just to move him off the spot so my guy can come open. And it's like shit I've heard Tom Brady say for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um... I mean, I've been watching, you know, highlights, quarterbacking for a long time. You know what I mean? I've seen um, Cam Newton speak about it. I've seen Jared Stidham speak about it. I haven't seen anybody speak to the level that Mac Jones is speaking. You know what I'm saying? And 
um, his background. He's in the film room. You know what I mean? He wasn't a surefire starter. So he's like, look, you know, where I got my reps was, was a practice. You know what I mean? They wanted me to give give the defense a bone. And it's like, no, I'm trying to compete to get the starting job. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, leadership. Like, he has leadership. And, you know, <laughs> his funny body is not the only thing that's similar to Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he just, like, thinks the game on another level. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, you know, especially in, like, mini camps or something. Um, he's a guy, yep. they say he has a photographic memory and, you know. Oh, really? I didn't hear mm-hmm. that. Wow, yes, that's yeah. great. I'm, John, that. keep talking. I'm loving what I'm hearing Listen, about this kid. Say, You're making me fall in love with this pick even more and I already liked it. He like, throws with anticipation. Going, John, he plays with anticipation. And, you know, one thing he says is like, you have to keep your eyes up at all times, right? And all my receivers know at any time they can get the ball. Read one to read five. They know they can get the ball. And look look at his highlights. Like, look at how he slides in the pocket. Like yes, pocket you, presence. Beautiful. Dude, the pocket Beautiful. presence is crazy. Like, yes, the I've stuff you that. see Tom I've Brady doing, that. I know it's college, but the guy looks more polished, you know what I mean, um, than anything I've seen out of, like, a, a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes will tell you he just he just learned how to read the defense a couple years ago. Mac Jones nah, already nah. knows how to read the defense. He's known this for years. He's known while. this for years, and that's where – like, the guy's not athletic, right? He, he doesn't look like nothing, right? Tom Brady doesn't look like nothing. You know what separates Tom Brady from everybody else? The brain. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? He always says, like, my body might not be working as fast as that, but my brain works fast in their body. Mm, fat. You know what I'm saying? Fat. So a lot of people are saying, you know, he's not a mo guy. Matt Ryan's not a mo. Matthew Stafford is a mo guy. People well, don't talk about stuff my, like that. My, my, when people say that he's not a very mobile guy, or I've heard, I've also heard people say the league is going more toward mobile quarterbacks or something like that. And I say, let's look at the last Super Bowl winners. Super Bowl winners. And right, right. the only one that's really mobile was Russell Wilson. Patrick Pat Mahomes. Patrick Pat Mahomes as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but besides that, most of those guys are, you know. And standing, you mean in the last, like, 10 years? Yeah, standing, standing in the right. pocket like some Brady type of quarterback. And uh-huh. – um, Mobility to me, I don't need I, I don't need my quarterback. Honestly, I don't need my quarterback mobile like um um Jackson, Lamar Jackson or something. Right. I need somebody that just right, can right. escape the pocket when need be. Slide. Besides that, yeah. Or exactly. slide or move within the pocket to give yourself more time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Besides that, I just need you to throw an accurate ball and read the defense correctly. If you yes, play the quarterback position. Actually, one of the most important though. Make the right decision under pressure, and I think that's what separates. Bingo! Yeah, that's what separates Tom Brady from everybody else. That too and many, that too many drill, that too many pressure doesn't crack Tom Brady. Look at Mac Jones' tape. He does the same thing. He will stay in there with pressure coming in and still get the ball off, knowing he's about to get hit. You know what I mean? And you see somebody like Cam Newton last year. As soon as he's about to get hit, he's throwing a pick. You know what I'm saying? And, right, right. Uh, he knows how to use his his um every single read, right? He knows. If you've seen the formations in Alabama, like, there's guys moving on every single leg. There's two guys moving across the line. You know what I mean? Devontae oh, Smith, Jalen Waddle. Right, right, they do right. a lot of motioning. And Mac Jones has to be there to actually control that. And people talk about how, well, you know, they had some of the best receivers in the in the in the um college, whatever. Oh, yeah, I heard that argument. You still too. need somebody that's good enough to actually utilize that those weapons. Like you don't just send it. Right. I can't go in there and do what Mac Jones just did. Like the guy I'm sure the three of us couldn't do that. Or the any, guy threw, the average Joe couldn't do that. The guy threw for forty one touchdowns and threw four picks. Like that's unbelievable. And he's not he's not facing scrubs either. You're facing the yes. best competition in college football. Best conference in the 
in college football, period. Like, the best defenses in college football. Like, he's going against a lot of those guys make it to the league. Make it, That's you know, right. Our, our high NFL draft picks. Like, no, you know, you know first round, second what, what round more guys. does he have to prove and what more does he have to do to show that he's a good quarterback and that he can play in this league? And, he, you know, he has the what he brings to the table that those intangibles and, you know, and just his play overall, his performance can translate into the NFL. I think I think Mac Jones is surprised. You know, I say don't let the look fool you. You know what I mean? Because, like, the quarterback position is going to be as as athletic as you. You can't think that game. You're Cam Newton. Facts. Facts. You don't judge your book by its cover. Facts. You know, you can have all the muscles you want. You can be as fast as you can't think the game and put guys in the right position. That's going to be a problem. And this oh, is a yeah. guy that's oh, yeah. able to put guys in the right position, make, able to make all the throws. He doesn't have all the arm talent, you know, that oh, they keep talking about. His arm talent's overrated. Don't give me that. Oh, does Tom please. Brady have all the arm talent? They keep saying that. Yeah, Rodgers hell is the no. best quarterback. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes has, you know, he's the best throw of the football. It's like, but Tom Brady's winning the Super Bowls because he has <laughs> the smarts. You know what I'm saying? So um, right. that was definitely my favorite pick. And then uh, Christian Barmore, I know you're talking about how we traded. three picks for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think any year, I, I would really, really agree with that, except for this year, because our roster is already huge, right? We already had, like, 76 guys on it. And taking all the picks that we had just wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't do anything for us this year. We had the luxury to be able to trade some picks. But there were some and, picks that could be used to address some things that we didn't address. Like you right. were saying, we, we didn't draft some things that we didn't uh, get, like Wide a receiver, right. corner. A kicker, like what even, you know, they That's got a safety, thing. but uh, there was still some things they didn't get that they could have gotten in the draft with those picks. That was, that's the only, my, you know, biggest concern with that and why I, you know, didn't really, um, you know, feel as though they should have given up that much draft capital to, you know, get that deep tackle, even though that was a position of need, but. Yeah, that's a lot. Though. Right. Um, Christian Barmore was also the, um, you know, defensive MVP in the national champion. Oh, yeah. He balled out against Ohio State. I saw he that He balled game. out going in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had the Bro, most back pressure. He was balling out. He right. was, you know, he was he was a monster in the middle. And I think um, it wasn't, like, too steep this year anyway. You know what I mean? I feel like if it was any other year, it's like, yo, that's a lot. You know, um, even the receiver, they got Trey Nixon out of UCF. Y'all should go watch the tape. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make a case that he's going to be stuttering like that, but he's a he's a guy that can. Um, but overall, I think you know, the, Patriots, the Patriots did a good job to draft it. And I think they listened to fan base once for a change. Finally, you know, about time. Um, and, you know, I think Robert Kraft came out and intentions felt like, get this shit right. You know what I mean? And I feel like they're in the right yes, direction. Yes, I'm glad he had um, that impact. Yes. Which I'm, which brings me to the question with uh, Mac Jones. Should, who should be the starter at quarterback um, week, you know what I mean, between Mac Jones and, and Cam Newman? Or should I, I, he be I think the starter? I think it should be Mac Jones. Um, I just, I like having, like, knowing what I'm doing, and especially if I'm sure that this is the quarterback of the future, um, I would like to see him start. Um, I think most likely Kim Newton will start, um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, maybe he has a better year because he's one year removed from his injury, and he has more weapons now, so maybe he'll play better. But I actually would like to see Mac Jones just come in and step in and, you know, get it going, similar to what, um, not similar actually, um, but if we look at Justin Herbert last year, how he came in, even though he didn't, he didn't get the starting job because um, Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod yeah. Taylor had the Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor had the starting job until they punctured his lung. Um, but On purpose. No, um, but it, yeah, I, I'd like to see him start. That's uh, that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see him start. But I, I think most of what's gonna happen is they're gonna start Kim Nguyen, see how he does, and then maybe 
Matt Jones, Matt Gunn. Who are uh, definitely here with you. Same Vlad, um, you know, and, and personally, you know, as, you know, a Patriot fan and as someone who has, you know, said that they don't want to see, you know, Kim Nunes, the, the starter, I'd like to see Mac Jones, um, you know, starting, but realistically, knowing how Belichick is and how, you know, he runs, you know, the football team, it would be hard for me, you know, for, unless if he blows them out of the waters and has an unbelievable and impressive training camp in preseason, it would just be hard for me. Belichick starter, rookie quarterback, because, you know, he hasn't, you know, really done that, even though he had one for a very long time. But I, you know, I don't know if he, you know, be able to trust and, um, you know, and be confident enough to, you know, put a rookie in there week one right away. But I think that he'll certainly, you know, if the team doesn't do well, if the quarterback, you know, doesn't do well in um, Gabe Newton, if they, you know, he doesn't have a good start to the season, I don't think that he'll be hesitant to put Mac Jones in and have him play uh, in the middle of the season if he sees that, you know, Mac Jones can, you know, do a lot better than uh, than Cam Newton. So I think, you know, realistically, Cam will, you know, start the season, uh, you know, even though I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones does. Uh, you know, depend on how he does in training camp in the preseason. But uh, I'm certainly rooting for Mac Jones to win that job and to be the starting quarterback. I'm hoping that he does really well and uh, he can get that, you know, trust and confidence and belief in Belichick and McDaniels and the coaching staff for him, you know, to be the starter of this team. So we'll see how training camp and preseason goes. But, uh, you know, certainly that's how I feel about the quarterback position with the New England Patriots. Yeah, I think it's a question should or it's like it's either who should who will. Um, and I think it, it's going to be Cam Newton will be starting, but who should be starting is is Mac Jones for sure. You know, um, and I hope I hope he can actually beat everybody out first camp out. I'm saying he's a friend. I hope he can pick up the playbook quick enough. He looks like he's a guy that he's a film junkie. You know, so I yep. I feel like he, he can come in here and do it. Uh, throughout the whole draft, everybody pro ready quarterback. So I don't see why the change all of a sudden he's not ready. For, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think Bill Belichick, he's a man of his word, and Cam Newton's gonna be the quarterback to start off. I don't think pulled off Mac Jones. That kid, he's just way too accurate, smart. Regardless, um, Cam Newton looking like a statue. You know what I mean? You can't you can't win football. Um, for sure, I, I definitely Mac Jones start. It's probably not gonna happen. We'll see what what Cam Newton he goes like. 13 for 30, you know, in a game to start the season. He's not um, going to throw that many passes, though, because exactly. that's not his game. That's not what right. he does. Right. And right. and you know it's New England. How long do they want to survive doing that? Not game? very long. And they'll have a very short leash and short, um, you know, <laughs> a quick hook if he does bad this year, as, you know, and doesn't get off to a good start. Like, Listen. yeah, he won't be in there for too long. If he, you know, picks up where he left off from last year, I can tell you that much. You're getting backup money for right, facts over there. Um, Mac and- Jones is making more than him. Can you believe that? Mac Jones is making more money than Cam Newton, a veteran that's been in the league ten years, going on in his eleven, and hey. yet Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback that just got drafted into the league, is getting more bread than him. He's getting more Not money Jack this year. I tell you something right there. He's getting more money this year. Cam Newton's a rich guy. He doesn't, so we'll, we'll see what happens. No, but that's that. that's telling to me. That says a lot to, mm-hmm. to me personally. And that's going to be it for the NFL segment, man. I thought that was a fun segment, breaking down was the draft. was. Good draft talk, guys. Um, that was sure, awesome. For sure, for sure, man. And good luck to the Patriots. But on to uh, the NBA, man. Uh, let's get through some of this NBA. Uh, LeBron James came back, man. He's the back King in the is building. back, huh? Uh, I, I believe he scored like 16 points. You know, um, it's an all right game. That's not bad. Hmm? I said it's an all right game. Not bad. 
Yeah, for nah, it, it wasn't bad. You know, I mean, he's missed like the last forty-one games or something like that. that much? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was games. gone for that long. I knew it was a while, but forty-one more than yep. half the year—it's crazy. Yeah, Lamelo ball return. You know, from the wrist wow. injury after a month good for of him. being off, the guy he's got to be like Wolverine or something. Yeah, and still he, dropped he in dimes. Pretty so. fast. Yeah, I seen that man. Whew. The guy, that he's, boy, came back and shoot. he's young. He's young. You know, um, right, right. Kawhi he still Leonard. could win that rookie of the year, John. He, he still could. It's still possible. That's but do you right. think it's possible, Vlad, for him to still win rookie of the year, even with the time amount of time that he missed? Uh, way too many games. He missed way too many. I, I was hoping. I think he missed. I mean, the first report said he wasn't going to come back at all. So I'm shocked that he's back. Um, yeah, me but too. He's, he's missed. I, I doubt it. I think it's a popularity. Yep. You know I mean, you know, because he was so, so highly, you know, uh, favored to be that. You know what I mean, the odds or whatever he was for. I think if he does anything spectacular, like, if he has, like, two games with, like, triple doubles, you know what I mean? I think he'd be right back in that picture of Steven. Like, that, that's, that's, that's the one. He's the one. That's the rookie that's of the year right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know. I don't care how many games he missed. He better be rookie care. of the year. You know what I mean? Like, like God damn it, he, he healed up in a month. He came back. That's <laughs> right, and it's still balling. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> listen, if he does anything special, I think anything can happen. Um, I mean, because uh, Minnesota doesn't get all that much coverage anyway. So it, it's well, you know, people know about Anthony Edwards yeah, now. Yeah, but they're still not on TV as much. It, like, LaMelo Ball is like must-see TV, right? No, you know what absolutely. I mean? Like, he's on every highlight every single night. So um, right, right. popularity contest, anything can happen. Uh, Kawhi Leonard came back. Um, Finally. Yeah. How many games did he miss? I don't even know, but it seems like he doesn't even play. So it's hard <laughs> to keep track. Hey, it might be in the like, yeah, that, he be using that load management suit yeah, to, yeah. to the best of his ability. So, yeah, hopefully, he's ready to play now because it's almost playoff time. That's right. Uh, head coach Terry Stotts, uh, he's a head coach of Portland Trailblazers. Uh, he will likely be fired at the that. So, there you go with that right there. Um, the Suns, Suns, you say, uh, got the best record in the NBA, right? Wow, like that's like wow. Times have changed, you know. Times definitely impressive. Have wow, big shout out to the Phoenix Suns yep, from yep. worst to first, man. Best record in the within um, what one or two years? Crazy. Yeah. Shit. Shout out to them, and then shout out to Chris Paul and Monty Williams. That those guys oh. have changed the culture there, like Chris drastically. Paul, MVP uh, without question. Um, Kyrie Irving could be out. Uh, these guys are like a ever revolving door of injury. It's either James Harden, Kevin Durant, or you know Kyrie Irving. Do you think None they all them. they all just gonna be suddenly available for the playoff? That would be very interesting. They need to get fined. You know what I, mean? <laughs> like, I would, <laughs> I would oh. give those guys a hefty resting fine if that was so all of a sudden you all you guys are 100. percent No, they're losing. They're using the load management factor to their advantage. That's what yeah. teams do, John. That's mm-hmm. what the NBA is now. It's all about load management. Resting your key guys, making sure that they're healthy and as close to 100% as they can be, uh, you know, before the playoffs come. So that's what they're doing. That That's what the league is right now. Guys. Yeah, facts. Um, a name you guys might not have heard in a long time, Anderson Verajao. Um, wow. I haven't heard back. that in centuries. He's back <laughs> He's back <laughs> in the NBA with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the rest of the play. Huh, that's random. That's weird. I like, they're not cool. making the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. Like, and a guy like they even I, signing anybody. And a guy like Isaiah Thomas is like, street. It, 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 right, he's not getting any deals. and not, not getting another deal um, from anybody. No 10-day contract, no nothing. Nothing. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's very fascinating. Anderson Verizon. Like, like, I didn't even know he was still playing basketball. I he thought looks like that he was dude. doing something else with his life. Right. 
He looks like that dude from The Simpsons, the crazy dude with the hair. He was like a serial killer. I know what you're talking about, but I yeah. don't. Yeah, I, forgot so I forget his name. I though. forgot his name, man. But I, everybody knows what we're talking about. Right, you know? right. Um, so Anderson Verjai, all of a sudden, he's resurrected back. The, in the wild day. thing. You know, they um, used to call him the wild thing, right? That's right, because right, yeah, he's yeah. wild all over the place. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Steph Curry made the most threes in a month with 96. Whew. 96 threes. Jeez. Okay. Jeez. Jeez. My God. Within, like, two months next year, this guy should have the time. Right. Frank he's going to beat Ray Allen's record bro. by next year. Definitely. It's ridiculous. It is. He's a cheat. A three-point cheat coach. Straight uh, up. Honestly. Honestly. You know? but, and you saw, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw this before, the the clip of when he was, like, 10, 11, and he shot the ball, like, it was nothing. I mean, I don't doubt it, but, like, just well, to I've see seen that. Just when to he used see to be it, at, like, NBA games with his dad. His dad, dad like, he shot the, yeah. the way he shot the ball at when he was 10 and the same way he shot the ball now. He and just to now. see it, though, you know what I mean? Especially on against your own team when he dropped, like, 47 on the Celtics. So effortless. Like, the guy, he, look at Steph Curry. <laughs> you know that saying? Yeah, I know. That dude. <laughs> look at Steph, man. He's so inspirational. And it's crazy because, um, you know, some people don't even hit 96 in a season. And he just did that in a month. I don't like, think that, Shaq, hit, I don't think Shaq hit 96 threes in his career. In his career. In his Fact. career bro. Fact. There's some Hall of Famers that probably did 96. It's astounding, man. Um, and I've ended on this. Like, in the words of Drake, Drake, chef cooking with the pot, boy. That's right. Um, Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple-double for the fourth time in his career with freaking and bro, that guy. Um, man, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah but I, I understand, and it's cool and all, but I, I need you to win. Like, I... I'm the I'm a guy that look up the bigger picture and it's it's an amazing stat, but stats are stats at the end of the day. And yeah, but they've been winning lately, as of late. No, I, I know, winning. I know, but what, they're not, you know they're not. Yeah, right, they'll make the playing tournament, but you're right, they ain't even winning the playing yeah, tournament. I I I I mean I don't know. I admire his um um you know his efforts and the way he plays and his loyalty for to not go to like he's not running to go to like you know a contender a contender yeah, or, like, or like you or know going on a super or team. like right, right. or super teams like building super teams but he he needs to find a way to win because he's that, played with some great players too he should have won much more than he has he's played with some of the best players in the league in this era at the nba so it's amazing and you know unbelievable that he hasn't one more than he has because he can't say he hasn't played with any top tier talent because you know he certainly no. you know has had plenty of that and hasn't been able to take advantage of it and you know lead that into uh winning games in the playoffs i think russell west alpha person that he's an alpha right as soon as he gets on the team, like, if you don't have the balls, like, Russell Westbrook will take over whatever, you know, leadership role you think you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, even looking at him with Kevin Durant, it's like, Kevin, you're the best player on this team. Say some shit. You know what I mean? All that stuff you were saying in OKC, I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. That's what you need to be. I mean, I mean, in, in Golden State, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, this is the shit you need to be saying to, to Westbrook. Like, mm -hmm. back the fuck up, pass me the ball. You know what I mean? You know how he came at Draymond? Give me the ball. I'm, right, I'm Kevin yeah. Durant. You know what I mean? So, right. Where was that same energy in OKC? Right. Where, you know what where I mean? was that at? Um, and he hasn't had, like, you know, and then he, he played with Paul George, freaking loser at times. You know what I mean? So he's he's still taking And, you know, now he's playing with Bradley Bill, who's, who, he's more on the cool side of it. You know what I mean? But Bradley, dog. Who? He's a killer, I mean, he's, man. He's a but dog. Bradley Bill's a, 
The killer, man. Woof. That real, dude's real. a bucket, as they say. He is yeah. a bucket. The playing tournament will be adopted as a permanent structure playoff. Somehow. Um, so that means like teams that didn't work hard enough to be one of the eights get to play in. You know what I mean? And be the, and could possibly be the team that did everything should have did to in that. But that that's why I'm at. How you? Well, I, I think it might make some of the teams that might not make the playoffs be a little bit more competitive, trying to make the playoffs. I. I'm not a big fan of it. What I want, what I really wanted was not have the conference, um, not to have the conferences for the playoff and then list the teams from one to 16 and then have them, have them match up that way. Um, that I, I, that's something that they talked about a long time ago. I wanted that instead, like where you could have had the Celtics and the Lakers playing before the finals or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, I was more interested in that than this playing tournament. No, I, I actually like this playing tournament, guys. Uh, you know, just for the simple fact that, you know, it, it makes all these regular season games important. Like, you know, like every game, like matters, like you know, uh, or a lot of these don't, teams, don't end up in the playing tournament. <laughs> you got to work hard to not be in there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I hear you, but at least gives you know these teams a chance to you know it makes you know the the regular season games matter because there's some regular season games that you know you know teams just don't take seriously and 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 they just you know they got like some teams like throw away games and and you know and and, and not play you know as hard and with the same energy and intensity as as they should uh so it so it definitely you know make, makes these games mean a lot more and uh you know it makes things interesting it makes you actually have to work to get to those top six you know and to you know and to stay out of that playing tournament and not be in a one game uh elimination game and you know so you have to you know those regular season games uh you know definitely are much more uh significant and and, and more, more emphasis on them as opposed, you know, what they were before as the automatically the top eight being in. So I, that, that's really, you know, the reason why I, I like it and it makes for good, um, you know, entertainment at the end of the season. I think it makes some def- definitely value. Um, you know, moving on, John Wall is out for the rest of the season, the hamstring. Of course he is, um, of course. Yeah, and I, I agree with you guys are not paying attention. Why, why are you coming back anyways, wasting your time, right? right, right. You, you're wasting my talents. Let Kevin Porter take Yeah, let, let, let him drop 50 and get buckets, right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and while we, while we like 30, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, know. For real. I mean, when I seen up. that news, I was definitely not surprised. But um, on to uh, some Celtics, man. The Celtics have had a few games since the last time we spoke um they played against Hornets. they lost 25 once to thunder um Tatum missed that game in fact uh they faced the hornets again and they won this time 120 111 and then faced the spurs they won 143 140 in a 32 point comeback by by the celtics um and you know some celtics news jason tatum dropped 60 in that in that Oof, game against 60 the spurs. 60 of them kid i mean that's 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 what he said <laughs> right oh um, yeah i've heard that one yeah <laughs> Marcus, I, I, I got you john i yeah. know what you're talking about Marcus Smart was suspended one game um, for directing some comments at, at, at refs, um, some threatening comments at the game. He got some, uh, Peyton Pritchard signed a shoe deal with shoe deal slash endorsement. At Nike. Everybody oh, nice. Good shoe for deal. him. Everybody. Oh, there you go, Peyton. I see you. you. Know, y'all gonna y'all gonna cop the P Rabbit? <laughs> 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 I love that reaction, that was priceless to look on your face. What up? Not a chance. He's like, I'm wasting my hard earned money. What are those? The Boston Pea Parties? Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Man, what would your reaction be if you seen someone rocking them? What would your initial re- reaction be if you see that? Like someone just walking by. I mean, it's Nike, so people are going to buy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just like, yeah, why is Peyton Pritchard getting an endorsement now? You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's played well, but I don't know well enough to get well endorsement. Enough to get a... I was just not enough to get a deal from Nike just yet. He, he hasn't been balling out like that just yet. So Listen, no, you I, might as well I, give Trademark Waters a shoot. Trademark Williams a deal usually if that's the case. Carson Edwards has one, all right? He Wait, has what? one. Yes, Wait, he's what? been had one, yeah. Huh? I think Carson Edwards is either with um, Adidas or or, or um, Puma or something, one of them. Um, I know Aaron Neesmith is with, like, um, New Balance, dude. Like, huh? they, yes, dude. Like, they all have Whoa. endorsement deals. So then know? it doesn't Yo, mean so why doesn't my guy Taco Fall have one? Where's his shoe deal at? Why can't he eat two? The big falls. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let my guy get a shoe deal. Like, why they hating for? What's I thought it was the taco balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man! So you really thought that that's what his shoes called? <laughs> Yo, dude. Oh man, All right, man. Shoot, shoot. Y'all got jokes today, man. For real though, the Boston people. Roasting session. I like anyway, that nice little um, roasting session right there. Peyton Pritchard. He got a. Sh- Rob Williams came back. You know, which which you know was a boost for us. Uh, you know, energy department. We had some time, Lord. Uh, Kimber Walker missed the last three games with an oblique strain. If you heard that. Um, <laughs> are y'all are y'all tired of Kimba? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know if I'm tired, but like these injuries are piling the best ability. I like Kemba. Dog, you have to just right, have to for real. Like, you know, like all these it's like you played all these times in Charlotte and you know, perfectly fine. As right, soon as you that's come here, bro, saying. you're like an injury machine, man. Like it, it's for weird. Real. It's weird. For real. Like you he's know? one of the most durable players in his time with the Charlotte Hornets. That as soon as he comes here and signs that max deal, you know, and, and gets the back from the Celtics, boom. Injuries just happen time and time and time again. Like, it's getting ridiculous to the yeah, point man. where the Celtics going to have to do something with that contract. You know, yeah. Like, like th- th- this is not going to cut it. Yeah. Like, he, he's not – it's not worth it. Like, him hey, man. keeping that deal. It's it's like, they're going to have to do something. There's going to be some nice prospects in the draft at point. We'll see oh, what that's what I like to hear. That's you what, what I'm mean? talking about. Plus, plus, we got some guys we've stashed away that I feel confident. Like, I told you that before, like that young Madar kid. Um, hopefully they bring him up the next year. Hopefully they listen, call him up. When they call him up, you're you're going to see some stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Let's see. For real, man. Some of the Celtics' upcoming games are against the Magic on the 13th, uh, against the Bulls, uh, and then against so, some upcoming games for the Celtics. But, um, you know, we've watched the Celtics all season. They've definitely been inconsistent throughout the time. You know, we've seen, like, very great comebacks. We've seen some comebacks that fall short. We've seen some games that we should win and we get blown out. You know what I mean? We've seen some very uncharacteristic uh, behaviors in this team this year, right? Um, can this team t- turn things around before the playoffs? I don't expect it. I don't expect it. I mean, they had that five-game winning streak, and that was something that you thought was going somewhere, and then they end up losing to Charlotte by two, by 20-something. Charlotte has, uh, out of all teams. And uh, I, they're, they're, they're too inconsistent for me. Um, my belief, this is my belief. My belief is the team is hitting growing pain. Some games they play well, some games they don't. They're really going to be good next year. That's my belief. Because Jason Tatum have gone to another level. 
Um, he's gone to that level where if you need him to take over a game, I think he actually can take over a game now. With the mm-hmm. 60 point, the 52 point, like he's uh-huh. shown me that when he needs to take it that other notch, he might be able to do that. Jalen Brown has been playing better. You know what I mean? Like he's he's brought his game to a whole other level this year. Um, the Time Lord has been playing better, even though I don't know, he needs to be available um and he needs to like not miss games but if he can be available he's been a lot better so you have guys that are getting a lot better and that next year i think the team is gonna be so much better um but this year man to me it's a loss already um i think we will be in the playoff but i don't know how long we're gonna be in the playoff for especially if we face the bucks the first round um to me it's really let's look next year is really the year where the team might be better because the guys the guys now are experiencing growing pains and it's just not i don't see any way this team turns it around and have a deep playoff no definitely hear what you're saying and uh i'm kind of you know with with that uh you know I don't think that there's, you know, enough time with eight games left in the season, um, you know, for the Celtics to come back and, you know, actually make uh, a run in the playoffs and make something, uh, you know, and salvage this, you know, disappointing and frustrating season that, uh, you know, they've had, uh, you know, because particularly since they added, you know, a couple of new guys to the mix and they haven't played much, plus they, you know, it, guys, you know, being injured, you know, a lot and being in and out of the lineup, so... I don't know if they're going to have the um, right sort of, you know, chemistry and continuity that you would need, um, you know, in order to do well enough in, in, in the playoffs. I don't think they've played, you know, you know enough games together, um, you know, to, to be able to actually, uh, you know, m- make a deep play- playoff run and, 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 and actually have, uh, you know, any sort of success um, in, in the playoffs. I wouldn't even be surprised if they end up losing in, in the first round to regardless who they play, even the top four, you know, teams. It, in the um, in the East, I don't see them beating. Even like a team like the New York Knicks, they may not even win a win a series, you know, with, with them, you know. So I think you know it, it's just been you know unfortunate with this team and you know how they've played and their you know effort has you know just been sporadic to say the least, and you know not good enough and just you know losing too many games to teams that there's no way in hell you should lose to, especially against OKC um, Thunder. That loss is brutal. And, unacceptable and, you know, sickening to watch them lose to a team that's lost to 14 straight games um, and, and, you know, and then the G League team pretty much. So I think, you know, they, I think there's a lot of changes that need made with this team and some big changes that need to be made, you know, after this season, uh, you know, you know, and they, they really need to, you know, do a re- reshape of this roster, like, you know, Devin Tatum, Brown, uh, Time Lord Williams, those guys, uh, you know, are definitely going to be on the team and, you know, the big building, uh, you know, blocks of, you know, of the future of the Celtics. But, you know, pretty much everyone else, you know, they should, you know, definitely consider moving on from if they get the right deal and the right opportunity to upgrade the roster and, you know, get better talent around Tatum, uh, you know, and Brown and, and, and Timeworth because, you know, the team's just not good enough uh, to really do anything this year and, and make any of this, this season as much as I hate to say it. I want to believe, but they just haven't given me – um you know, a good enough, you know, reason and a good seem good enough play from them to want to believe they can actually make something of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think a lot of things happen pretty good and playing up to their potential and we bad. But with that said, it's kind of like we have a feel around the Celtics. The last time we felt like this about them and Kyrie and them, yeah. they got their ass beat you know, by, by the, the Bucks, Bucks in the, in the second, second round. round. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? After you know, beating, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. They did play a lesser team, I think Orlando. The, the Pacers. The Pacers, right? Yeah, which, they swept them. You know, um, so the Pacers were banged up though. They didn't have 
have Home Depot to missing right. out, you know, a few key guys in their This lineup. year kind of like reminds me that, I mean, not as frustrating, but this year kind of like has similarities. It's like kind of frustrating the system um, that's going around the team um, that suggests no, that. I, I see what you're saying. Right. That. No, I that suggests that, you know, this team probably won't go far. You know what I mean? And then you get the game the other day where they played the Spurs and we come back from 32 and everybody's like, we're, we're gritty, gritty, we're playing. And then you see but why were we down 32 though? Exactly. Exactly. For real. That's what like, I'm why saying. did we get it's to like, that point? It's like, yo, we can win these, but like we're not playing hard enough, I guess, un- un- until our backs are against the wall. And that's not the play. You know, that's definitely not the way um to play. And but we did see some some good developments in that game right there. Uh Peyton Pritchard getting better and better as it goes on. Aaron Neesmith has made a side sighting. Yeah, like he's been that's all. Like, that's two games. Two games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, on the Charlotte game and then the Spurs game. Yeah. He's hitting threes. He's cutting, hitting mid-rangers, rebounding, stealing. Like, he's doing Playing everything. good defense, good he's one-on-one playing. defense. Right. He's been in the fourth quarter in the last minutes, the last couple games. He's delivered, you know what I mean, like some key uh, moments in the games. And without Absolutely. him, we don't win We don't win both those games. games without him, he's making big you know? plays down the stretch. So, now, I actually wanted to ask you guys a question about him. Uh, do you guys think he should be in the playoff rotation? Oh, I mean, he's definitely working to earn that, you know what I mean? Like, he looks better than a Romeo Langford, you know, a, a Sammy Ojale, like the guy – he looks like he's getting confidence. Right, like what out happened there. to Romeo? He was he looked good when yeah. he came, and then all of a sudden he just fell off the face of the earth and collapsed. Don't know, but um, Aaron Neesmith, he's coming. He's doing what we thought he was supposed to be doing earlier in the year. Right, but exactly. at least he's coming around mm-hmm. now. And I like what Vlad was saying about you know some guys are coming into their own, and I think next year he's probably going to be really good with Peyton Pritchard. You know what I'm saying? With a year under their belt and getting more comfortable. Right, I'd like to see him as a sixth man next year. You know, one of the first, either the first guy, first couple guys coming off the bench. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But um, I don't know. Like, well, I, let's hope I, he I agree keeps with this you guys because it's been a couple games. So right, hopefully right. he can keep this um going. And I just wanted to make this one last point that uh, John, you brought up that there's been a lot of similarities between this team and the Kyrie Irving team in, a few years ago in 2018. And I think the biggest similarity, unfortunately, of the Celtics is just like the lack of effort. Like one yeah. thing that pisses me off and like is a pet peeve of mine that I can't stand is when teams have a lack of effort and right. they and don't play hard and right. you know exactly and play down to their competition. Like that that just pisses me off and gets under my skin. I can't stand that. And I think that's why Aaron Neesmith has stuck out the last two games. Cause literally the one play out there that's playing a hundred miles an hour and giving up his body for everything. And like mm-hmm. at the end of the game, last game, like he he had like the last five sequences had Aaron Neesmith in it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. He right made, made that great play uh, when they tried to go at him um, on, on the love. And, yeah, you know, and, and, he the pain, and, and, and he ended up stealing the ball right and giving it to JT for yep. him to hit those free throws. Yep, so, yep. And that pretty much won them the game right that's there. Right. Once they went up four, that was ball game. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, listen, hopefully the Celtics can start, you know, gaining more chemistry as, as they really start figuring so, things though. out. Um, I really you know, do, John, too. Uh, Fournier's back, and he has a couple games under his belt, and I hope he's running yeah, back Yeah, but he hasn't been looking good. But he's like, coming off COVID, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. That's true. We'll that's see, true. Um, if he 
I mean, Jason Tatum didn't look so great when he came back from COVID either. So, right, look at know, him now, right. Look at him now. Hopefully, he can string some stuff together, get get his legs on, be able to help us out a little bit. I you hope know, so, man. Kemba I hope being so. Out and, but, um, you know, we'll keep you guys updated on the South of the Shore, man. We, yeah, so let, let's get on to the MLB um, and update, you know, uh, the Pro Fans podcast with the Red Sox, who are playing well. Some of the last games that they've played, uh, they played against the Mets twice. They won both games, 2-1 and 1-zip. Um, I think face Jake DeBrom. Jake DeBrom, yeah. DeBrom, right? And they won that game one zip with a big deal. Uh, they played the Rangers three times. They lost 4-1, um, and then 6-1, and then 8-6. Um, and some of the upcoming games that they got, the three-game series against the Tigers, should indicate that we should be going to run there, right there. Um, but, you know, the, the Bruins, I mean, the, the South... I'm naming Red, all the Red Boston Sox. Teams. Red Sox. The Red We're Sox. Talking baseball. Yeah. 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 The, the Red Sox. I know. It's great well, we're man. actually talking Red Sox and actually can have a Red Sox segment in conversation on this podcast. Right, man. Um, I don't think we've Sox, had that before the last time I checked. They've been doing well, man. And um, their pitching staff looks uh The teamwork looks pretty good. The hustle is there. Um, they still got the best record in the AL East right now. Um, and I'm not sure if they still have the best record in the league, period. Do they? No, I don't think not best in the league. So no, no, no. But um, I think that they might be first in the division, though. Yes, the they are first yeah, in not, the division. Definitely not in, in the league. But, but no, they're looking good, though. Right. And I think a question is, like, um, you know, where, where do we give the credit, right? Because um, we saw, you know, Shane Bloom come in um, and bring in a lot of underrated players, you know, players that are hungry, you know. Um, that's that's how we got little Dougie over there, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, Alex Cora coming back, you know. Um, how much should we credit those guys for? Uh, um, I want to give the credit to Alex Cora um, just because he wasn't here last year. First year, with the, he had one of the best. He had one of the best with the team this year. Nobody thought the team was going to be good. Everybody was saying, oh, we, we didn't make as many moves we, as we needed to to um we let go of some of our, of our best players um and look at how well we're playing so i'm gonna give the credit to alex Cora for motivating those guys and he was one he's one of those coaches that they talk about just being able to relate to the players um, and he's been able to get the best out of the players every time coach. i'm definitely gonna give credit to alex i'm not saying bloom doesn't deserve credit but i think alex has a lot to do with what's going on nah that definitely certainly hear what you're saying but I'm actually going to give credit to, to both of them. They're, you know, both uh, Alex Corey and uh, Shane Bloom. I think they've both, you know, done a really good job, uh, you know, with this team and, get, you know, getting the best, uh, you know, out of them. I think, you know, the moves that, you know, Trent Bloom has made in, in the offseason have, you know, so far uh, worked out. Uh, you know, and the guys are playing well, like yeah, Kiki Hernandez, you know, he's been playing one contributing. The Marwin Gonzalez, the Hunter Renthro, you know, like, you know, all those guys that, you know, he brought in and added to, you know, this roster have certainly, you know, played well and, you know, contributed when they've gotten their opportunities and been on the field. So, um, you know, certainly from that standpoint, you know, gotten credit, he's, you know, also gotten some pitchers that have actually been looking so far decent and, uh, and, and not bad, not as bad as, you know, everyone, you know, that follows the Red Sox would have thought that, you know, they would do. So, um, you know, he's certainly made, you know, so far the moves that he's made have, you know, been good. Let's, you know, continue to see how that goes moving forward. But, you know, definitely without question, Alex Cora deserves a lot of credit as well, you know, with mm-hmm. what he's done, you know, w- w- with this team, you know, getting the best out of these guys. Like, now you're seeing all their top players play like, you know, like they're supposed to be like they're capable of. Like, J.D. Martinez sucked last year. Garbage. Straight poopoo. He's on fire now. He already has, what, eight, nine home runs and among the league leaders in doubles and 
has been balling. Like, he, he's been yeah. killing it, mm -hmm. to say the least. Xander Bogarts has been doing his thing uh, and playing really well. And that's certainly a thing. Another guy that Alex Cora has, um, you know, impacted and affected. Right, right. Absolutely. Thank mm -hmm. you, John. Uh, you know, even Devers. Devers. Devers has been playing well. Um, you know, and has looked good so far this this year. And you know, and, you know, he's hitting and fielding much better because he, you know, wasn't the best fielder and used to make errors before. But now he's cut down and limited on that and gotten better um, in that aspect of his game. And I think you know, of course, certainly, uh, you know motivated and pushed him to, you know, improve, you know, on that aspect, um, you know, of his game that he needed improvement in. Uh, you know, even Verdugo. Verdugo's been, you know, playing well. He Dougie. didn't do well last year. Yeah, yeah. Is that who you call little? Dougie, I wasn't sure who you were referring to. That was um, as, as that. So, yeah, no, definitely shout out to him. That's a pretty cool and awesome nickname. Uh, mm -hmm. So, no, he's certainly been, you know, playing much better than he did, you know, last year. And, um, yeah, and, and as well as, you know, the rest of those guys and you know even their pitching like their pitching last year i can name two starters on that team the only person i could name was nathan involved the rest of them i don't even know if they're still in the mlb right, right. now right. so i think you know the nick pavettas have been chipping in well uh mm -hmm. Garrett richards is trying to get it together after shitting the bed earlier in his first couple of starts um, this year making excuses of why he was sucking and couldn't pitch and throw strikes. Now, I think, Cord, that's another guy Cord's getting to, to, you know, shut your mouth and pitch better and throw some damn strikes mm -hmm. and instead of, you know, getting your ass lit up like a freaking Christmas tree every time you're out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, and, and the rest of those guys, you know, Erod, kid has been pitching great. He had a little bit of a, you know, shaky game against the Rangers in his last start. But other than that, he's looked really good. Um, you know, in his other starts and games that he's been in. And the bullpen is doing better. That was the biggest weakness with this team. And the bullpen is certainly doing a and lot better than what they man. were, you know, last year. You know, even like guys like Matt Barnes, who were trashed last year, uh, you know, are pitching well and, uh, you know, and is the closer now and, and, and making saves for us. So, you know, d definitely Alex Cora, I'm glad they brought him back. He's certainly done a great job with the, um, you know, and getting, you know, the best out of these guys, like a good manager and coach does. And I think that's what they were missing last year because they didn't run Renicky last year, just wasn't a good manager and didn't really, um, you know, get the best out of these guys, and, you know, and, and, and get them, you know, ready to play like Cora has. So definitely those guys both deserve um, a tremendous amount of credit on what they've done with this team so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to opine on this. Barry pretty much dropped every single point that could make as far as the Red Sox. You know, it's really not much to say man around, and the Sox sound like they're fun to watch in a couple of Absolutely. games. Absolutely. I've even been watching a couple the, too. Right, yeah, right. me too, you know, and the most, um, I guess, visible thing you could see is that team saying like, this team is yes, not absolutely. a team that's going to lay down. You know what I mean? Kind of like last year. It's like, as you know, soon as they we got behind, down, boom. It you know, the game was over. You right, know what I'm right. saying? So um, I'm glad, you know, morale is back up. The bullpen, the clubhouse, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad they got Alex Cora back. Didn't like the move to bring him back. But right, these the fans guy, were bashing him. You were hearing the talk too, yeah, exactly. Right, Clearly right. the guy knows how to uh, relate to the players and the players respond to him. You know, more power. To, I think he served his time for what happened with him. And, you know, you just got to move on because he's a hell of a, a hell of a, hell of a manager. Absolutely. One of, of the manager. best managers in baseball, without mm -hmm. question. Uh, let's move on into the NHL where, you know, Bruins are also, well, they're doing some things as well, See, man. Right. Um, Another Boston you know, team doing well. The Celtics should be taking notes. They should on, be. On how the Bruins and the Red Sox are doing because 
they, they're slacking. They're making us look bad. Everybody else is playing well and doing their thing, and the Celtics are, you know, not playing well at all. And right, right, and it's terrible. Um, so you know, some of the Bruins games that they've played, they, the last three games, they won. Um, they played two against the Penguins and one against the Sabers. They won three, two, five, two, six, two. Uh, some upcoming games they have is on the third, on um, the fourth, and the sixth. Um. Which actually, I think we messed up in the basketball segment. The dates, the 13th, 15th, second. That should have been. Yeah, we're in May now, guys. It's <laughs> a whole new month. Yeah, right, right. We're not yeah, in yeah, April yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those games are actually like today. They got one. In a They're couple playing more Portland days. today. Yep. Yep. Just, just want to make sure correct with that one right there. Um, some upcoming games. Uh, they play the Devils twice on the third and the fourth, and then they play the Rangers twice on six and eighth. Um, uh, some news. Craig Smith had a hat trick the other day. Um, and I think won that game. Yeah, they won six to two. And yep, then yep. um the goalie Jeremy Swayman has been very well. Um he's a hot shot, right? So you know, hey, the team. He, he is killing it, doing his thing. Yeah, and um I think his name is Hall. He's been Taylor doing, Hall. Taylor Ooh. Hall has been Man, on he's fire been, as well. Ooh. You know that boy's um, been sniping John. Yeah, he's that been sniping. Man, it's he, like his goals look beautiful, man. It's like oh. he forgot the team he just got traded, like came to life, and so. Bro, now we're seeing what, how, why he was a former MVP, you know, player in this league, and yeah, we're seeing, sure. you know, those, those talents and and stuff. So, no, he's been playing well. Just one other person who's been doing really well and stuck out to me is uh, David Krejci. Yes, David he Krejci has been. Doing been his thing. He, I mean, he's been playing the best hockey I've seen him in years. Like mm-hmm. he's been doing things I haven't seen this guy do like for a while. Like the goal he scored the other night was just was amazing. You guys been watching a lot of hockey? I, I have been watching hockey, man. Mm-hmm. I've know, been watching man. some, absolutely. Especially since the Bruins have been playing well and looking like an exciting and fun team to watch. So yeah, no, I've definitely been uh, tuning in and you know and watching their games. They are watchable team. Unlike some team in this in this uh, city, oh, yeah, man. I know. On my fault, guys. <laughs> I know these allergies are killing me, man. It's allergy season, so yeah, no, these allergies be getting to me sometimes. Are clearly uh, dominating me. Over overall, man, the Bruins have been doing their thing, man. Um, you know, both a lot of the Boston. Good luck to them. I, I have been watching the hockey game with my room. I've been able to take a. a oh, he's a hockey games. fan too. He's just a sports fan, also. Any sport oh, nice. that's, that's on awesome. TV. Like the guy will watch those big truck things. That's all there is. Remember we what we were recording oh, that thing? Oh, yeah. we like, what the fuck is that on oh, TV? Oh, yeah, you were watching that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember that. That was hilarious. That, oh, man. That, yeah, that, was, man. that was funny. He even watches that. Um, that was interesting. The Bruins are very close to clinching their playoff. You know, a lot of teams now, and when we'll update you on the Bruins, as always, and now we'll be lifestyle people of the week. Yes. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. So, yeah, for Meat Bunny Lifestyle, People of the Week, um, we have a couple of people that I'd like to recognize this week during this segment um, of the show. Uh, you know, the first one is a person who just got drafted uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and they, you know, pretty much had a really tough, you know, uh, upbringing in, in childhood. I believe at the age of 12, um, he was living in a homeless shelter with him and his family and our parents and poor siblings uh, lived in a shelter and uh and what was kind of cool and pretty awesome uh you know that he did you know on draft day was that you know the same shelter he lived in you know when he was a uh, 12 he actually ended up hosting a pizza party for you know the kids in um the neighborhood um you know you know they come by and, uh you know have some pizza and you know, watch the draft uh, you know, with him, and I thought that was, you know, really, um, you know, genuine and 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 really, you know, humbling for him to do that, and you know, was a 
you know, awesome and impressive for, you know, a young kid like him to, you know, have that kind of, you know, maturity and to, you know, you know, remember where he came from and, you know, give back to, you know, the community and, and, and not forget his days where, um, you know, where his family wasn't doing so well. And, and, and to always, you know, you know, and, and to make sure that those kids, you know, be, you know, have, um, you know, do, do better, you know, than, than he did and, uh, you know, and give back to them in, in, in the best way he can. So definitely want to give him a big shout out for doing that. Uh, you know, that definitely impressed me. Um, it stood out to me when I, you know, was reading uh, about that story. So um, it, it, it's definitely something that was inspiring to say the least. And, you know, it just makes, you know, you want to do more and give and give back to your community and, you know, the people that deserve it uh, like he did. So definitely big uh, shout out to him for doing that. And then also the, you know, second person I wanted to give a shout out to was um, Gianna Bryant, um, you know, who obviously tragically passed away in that air, air, helicopter crash uh, last, you know, with her father, Kobe Bryant, and the other passengers who were on there. Um, her birthday was actually just passed and was on May 1st, so she would have been 15 uh, years old. Um, she was still alive, and uh, yeah, and, and, and definitely when I was on her way to you know, being a future bas basketball star in college and in the NBA. So just wanted to shout her out and to pay my respects to, you know, the Bryant family, you know, who do, you know, going through still a tough time and, uh, you know, to a tough tragedy that happened last year. But, um, you know, you hope that better days are ahead from them and that they can, uh, you know, do their best to, um, you know, to, 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 you know, keep their legacies going in Kobe and uh, Gianna Bryant. So definitely shout out. Uh, you know, Gianna Bryant as well. And that, so those are your B-Money Lifestyle people of the week, Najee Harris and uh, Gianna Bryant. So congrats to both of those people and uh, for getting this week's B-Money Lifestyle. And that's definitely that B-Money Lifestyle. For sure, man. And uh, I know Gianna Bryant um, has a line out now, Mama yes. City. So Mama Cita. Mama Cita. Um, yes, so, yes. you know, it's out there for sales. I'm out and, you know, I don't think you need advertisers. Right, for you real. You got all, all of the NBA. NBA players you know, already rocking them. their gear. Right, so I'm sure that there's something they're honoring. We're going to wrap it up right here, man. That's episode 59. If you're still watching, man, we're still... We appreciate you. You know, make sure you subscribe before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. And, uh, yes, yes. you know, send it to your friends, man. Ask them to subscribe, too. Help us out a little bit. And um, until next time, man, we'll catch you on episode Peace. Have a good week, everyone. See y'all next week for episode 60.